Sorry for the dead air, ladies and gentlemen, on Blog Talk Radio. I was having some issues getting my uh, right hand to cooperate. I couldn't move my, my fingers to save my life. That's very disturbing, if not albeit very scary. Ah, shit. There we go. Now we'll cut the repeater. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, Kamala Harris has dropped out of the presidential nomination race, and good riddance, because quite frankly, Kamala Harris, though she started out strong, ended up going right down the drain. 
as many of the Democrats in the field are going to start dropping away, who's going to be next? Will it be Corey Spartacus Moment Booker? Hopefully so, because he's not doing so well in the polls either. I mean, I don't take much stock in the polls, mind you, but let's face the reality. There are people that do. You're crazy for doing it, but let's face the reality just the same. Cory Booker's probably going to drop out eventually. Pete Betagiz is going to have to drop out eventually. And once people start dropping by the wayside, there's going to be a 2016 moment. Now, what do I mean by a 2016 moment? Simply put, you're going to have people that are going to go into this thing, stay for the long haul, waste donor money on a campaign that's going nowhere, like Kamala Harris did. I mean, even the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, got out while he had the chance because it would have ruined his political career if he had stayed in any longer. Nobody really knew who he was, so he bailed out. Rightly so, thank God. And then, of course, there's the insane reality that eventually, hopefully, Bernie Sanders will fall by the wayside, although he did have some strong numbers and lots of crowds in 2016. It would seem three years later that Bernie Sanders has just about fizzled out, too, Sorry, Bernie, but uh, nobody's feeling the burn anymore. And, of course, if left to decide for their nominee, well, the golden boy, Joe Biden, has made more gaffes than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. Now, I know that may sound a bit harsh, but it's true. I mean, look at the hairy legs comment recently. I mean, that <laughs> that was a ouch. Okay, and, and sucking on his wife's fingers while on a stage? Yeesh. I'm serious, folks. That's got a yikes kabibble moment on it all the way. So... Do the Democrats really stand a snowball's chance in hell of beating Donald Trump? No. I mean, they're all full of bullshit. That's right. They're full of the almighty bullshit. So, hey, let's face the reality of this one. If you want someone like Kamala Harris, who dropped out, or a Kamala Harris wannabe like Elizabeth Warren, you know, Miss Pocahontas there, uh, well, then you might be SOL. And we all know what that is. So, look, America, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, they're all bad, because they are. <laughs> Face the reality. Democrats, you're floundering on a sea of chaos created by your congressional friends. Do you get that? Your attempt to get the presidential nomination has gone down the drain. And 
Democrats, if you're banking on Joe Biden, old shotgun Joe himself, <laughs> you're banking on the wrong person. And, of course, look at former mayor of New York City, Michael Bloomberg. Okay? Now, he's pissing and moaning, and his people are pissing and moaning because Bloomberg News got booted from Trump rallies and events. And I say, rightly so, because Bloomberg News, owned by, obviously, Michael Bloomberg, is a conflict of interest going to a Trump rally or event. So, if that's the kind of person you want who commits to spying on a candidate, though they won't call it spying, who are willing to openly be biased, even though they say they're not, and spy on a presidential arrival, not arrival, rival, just want to make sure you understood that, uh, kind of sounded like a rival. But anyway, you get the idea. I mean, let's look at this logically, okay? Now, I know I'm no Mr. Spock. God knows I'm glad to live long and prosper if I can. But let's look at this realistically. None of the Democrat contenders that have dropped out and those still hanging on by a thread – you know, those who are on proverbial political life support have proven to be anything but repeaters. And I do, and, and this is what I mean by repeaters. They're all parroting each other. They're all saying the same stuff. Free Medicare for all, free housing, free this, free that, free housing. But the one thing that they don't do is come up with an original idea. None of them have original ideas. Joe Biden's ideas come from his time as Veep. That's right. When he was with the hostage holder of the presidency of America, Barack Obama. Yeah, remember him, folks? Hey, you want Obamacare? Well, they'll have to call it Biden care. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you get the idea. So here's the deal. Democrats are starting to drop like flies. And thank God for small miracles, because now we're going to start seeing, as the nomination process in the Democratic Party starts to thin out really well, who's going to do it and who's going to drop, who's going to hit the mark and who's going to fail. We're going to see this real soon. It's going to happen a lot harder, a lot faster, and they're going to be, look, Democrats eat their own. So let's see what happens in this regard. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Use that hashtag to trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. I know you're probably sitting there thinking, uh, what the hell was that all about? That's the usual stuff. What can I tell you?
Hi, everybody. George here from Firefox News Online, live in our studios in the Hudson Valley. And, yes, we are live, large, and in charge. At least uh, I hope we are anyway. We try to be. We like to have a little fun once in a while. You know how it goes. Sometimes you have fun. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Oh, sorry. I'm having one of those happy moments. A Democrat has fallen by the wayside. Yes. Sadly, Kamala, come and get me, Harris. Has gone. So I will give her the proverbial... Good riddance, bitch. What can I say? I'm a na- I could be a real prick if I want to. Uh, let's see. Well, no way. I'll tell you what. He wants to know how the sidewalks are in New York. Um, I had to walk into town, you know, to go to the bank to get a money order to pay my rent, right? Now, folks, you're going to love this. They're, they installed this roundabout about a year or two ago uh, down at the end of the road where I live. And it's a disaster. But, you know, they got these nice sidewalks, uh, wheelchair cuts, crossings, which are a joke because uh, basically the the people driving through that roundabout are treating pedestrians like they're targets. Oh, shit, Ma. Look, there's one getting ready to cross the road now. Let's see if we get get this one. This one's worth about a thousand points. (sighs) I'm telling you right now. That's if I feel it's like you got to be fucking kidding. Now, what you saw, no way. If you saw that video on my uh, uh, journalist page, that was that was right outside my 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 front door. Okay, that was right outside my house. And let me tell you something. I'm. St- that was just the other night, okay? If you look at the timestamp on the video, it said it was it's around 9.16 p.m. But today, the aftermath, I went to walk into town. I'm trying to find a sidewalk. There ain't no sidewalks plowed. The city did not bother to do that. I'm getting yelled at by, by drivers for walking in their road. Oh, yeah. Ain't that a bitch? I'm getting yelled at because I'm walking in their road. Well, I pointed out to this one lady. I said, do you see any sidewalk for me to walk on? So she flips me the middle finger, tells me to get the fuck out of the road. I'm like, where the fuck do you expect me to go? Climb on the telephone, Paul Wires?
Ay, 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 I'm telling you. And then I'm standing on a storm drain. The only safe spot, at least for that moment, where I could let traffic go by. They're watching me stand there. And I'm thinking to myself, you have got to be fucking kidding. Oh, wait a minute. You saw what I was putting out on Periscope. Ah. That's where the other part of the video is. Now when I see a friend of mine, I'll have to show them that. Well, let me tell you something. I went to, at one point, I went to walk around and... I'm getting yelled at by a school bus driver who who, who almost you know who, who, was, who almost ran me down. Then I've got an 18 wheeler coming at me. I'm like, what the fuck? Where do you expect me to fucking go? Kind of feeling. You know, I'm like, where the fuck? You know. I forget what the hell I said on the video. I was probably so pissed off. I I didn't give a shit at that point. I'll tell you what. My feet ended up getting soaked from all that sh- that trying to run and I ended up wow Somebody actually tried calling me with a blocked number. Too bad. I'm on the air anyway. I don't take phone calls when I'm on the air. Now, here's the deal. Yeah. It's like... Where am I supposed to walk if the city doesn't plow the fucking sidewalks that they're responsible for, the areas that they do have responsibility for? Now, where that semi met me by the roundabout, to my left is a housing project. And they're supposed to plow that fucking sidewalk, and they didn't do a, a damn thing. So I call, now, now, folks, get this. I called up the city department of public works. It's 1.30, quarter to two in the after fucking noon, and I'm getting voicemail. Yeah, voicemail. So I turn around and I say, okay, this is bullshit. This is fucking wrong. And I'm inside an office building, where, you know, in a place where I do business, and the late, the young lady at the at the window says, uh, "Can I help you, sir?" And I said, "Oh, excuse me, I'm on the phone." And she goes, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> very, you know, very, very polite, very sweet. And the next thing I know, I finally get this stupid fucking recording. So I'm all, that's all it took. I said, now, "I was nice in the beginning on the phone." I said, "Hi, uh, my name is George Sensor, and this is." Here's what's happening. And I told him the, the whole situation, including what happened on the way around the roundabout. I said, now you've got, you've got, you're sick of winning, Jimbo? Oh, Jimbo, that's, 
Oh, no, no, don't be sick of winning. No, don't be sick of winning there, buddy. Come on now. It's, I wouldn't be. Now, I've got Gunslinger waiting patiently uh, on the phone line, so I'm going to open his line up, but I'm going to finish this story, and then we're going to get right into business. So here's the deal. I said, look, if I go to walk, if I have to walk back home, which thankfully I didn't, but I said, if I have to walk back that way and it ain't cleared, and I get hit by a car and survive, I'm suing the city. Click. I told them before I said that, however, that they need to clear the the sidewalks and the cuts. And, by the way, I don't know about anybody else that deals with really bad snowstorms, where they're supposed to clear the sidewalk cuts for wheelchairs, man, they do a shitty job of that, too. I stepped in more puddles and Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. I mean, that's just fucked up. So my day went pretty pretty shitty. I even twisted my back because of all that. So I ended up flat on my back on a heating pad, Thankfully, I, I fell asleep. <sighs> My back feels a little a lot better than it did. And thank God for heating pads. Trust me. They're a, they're a godsend. All right, I got Gunslinger here on the phone line. And, of course, you can join me on the phone, too, at 347 944 Jimbo, okay. <laughs> Three, four. <laughs> Got it. I'm telling you that poor, poor Jimbo is like, please stop it. I can't take any more winning. But the winning has yet to finish. There's more. Three, three, four. God, I'm. Now, I'm going to have trouble getting through this this phone number. You know that, folks. 347-945-5747. Again, 347-945-5747. So Kamala Harris finally decided she couldn't do it. She couldn't win. She was clueless all this time until today she just said, I quit. What do you think of that, gun? Well, you know, another one bites dust. It's you know they're dropping like flies, and they're going to drop like like flies. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's go ahead. You know, catch you later. You know, sayonara. Okay, uh, they're just going down. Like I said, they're just they just steal people's money. Oh, you know, all that all them com, uh, campaign contributions are they going to be returned to their donors? Probably not. She'll probably pocket it. So. That's what most of these people are in for, or in this for. It's for the money. Hey, let's take that steal the money. You remember, it's all about money. So it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, <laughs> good. And you know, it's it's really it's really no shock. Uh, it's really a no brainer, actually. I mean, she was. If you pay attention to the polls, uh, which I don't. I just wait to see who falls on their face, like she did. Uh, 
you're sitting there looking at this stuff, and 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 she's lagging in the polls. She's she's less than three percent. So it's like, uh, yeah, okay. When are you going to finally admit defeat and get the fuck out? Well, thankfully she got the fuck out. Okay. But when when I said the uh, 2016 thing, I must have cut that uh, cut part of that out in the editing process because what I said was, you know, we're going to see a repeat of 2016 where the Democratic Party using superdelegates is going to pick their nominee like they picked their fucking nose. And that's nasty. So they'll probably end up going with Joe Biden because he was Obama's veep during the hostage holding of the presidency. And uh, at that point, let the games begin because, I mean, 2020 is right around the freaking corner. It's right around the fucking corner, about less than a month away. So they're going to have to pick their nominee eventually. Okay? And having all these debates, they didn't have half these many debates in 2016. It's all a sideshow. Or is it my imagination? Go ahead. Well, it's not just not your imagination. Obviously, you know it's it's just a real deal. So, well, yeah. I mean, I, it's it's all these crazy nutcases. You know, all they, these the, the things that they're proposing is impossible to do. Elizabeth Warren wants to get away with the electoral college. Uh, she, oh, she said, "Well, when I'm president. I'm gonna get rid of it." How, you, you dumb bitch. Are you stupid? Or were you just born that way? <laughs> She just you know, thinks, she thinks she can. She thinks she can, so but she's, you know, wanting to do that. Oh, let's get really. Oh yeah, you can't do that. It takes a, a what is it? Some type of convention, and the majority of the states it's, have it's, to it's, agree. It's the constitutional convention because it has to, it has to come two thirds of the state of the yeah. states to uh, to to abolish the the electoral college, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to convention just to get rid of the electoral college and use the popular vote because then one party or the other would have majority control would ha- would control the presidency for decades. Yep. You're absolutely right. That's, I mean, that's 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 not going to happen. See, there's more lies. Okay, you need that mm. that idiot knows damn well she can't do that. Okay, I mean, exactly. You know, shoot, yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me uh, get this. Uh, I have a caller from the four four zero area code. Four forty, you're up. Please stop all the winning. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, I take it's it. This is Jim. Win, 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 win. I can't do it. Please stop it. Stop all the winning. I take it that that I'm talking to Jimbo. That's okay. right. Yep. How you doing, man? Well, wait a minute. Now, well, wait a minute. How are you? Now you you say you you you're tired of all the winning. You can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. 
Why? The winning is a good thing. I remember I remember Trump saying during his his campaign, he goes, "You're we're gonna." He goes, "says We're gonna win so much. We're just gonna keep winning." You're gonna say, "Please, Mr. Trump." Stop all the winning. We can't take it anymore. And I can't take it anymore. I have all this cash and all these assets are so expensive now. Just We need to stop all the winning. We just keep winning. Well, you know, it, it, it's – when he said that during the 2016 campaign, a lot of people thought he was, you know, it was a pipe dream. You know, that was just another Sorry to interrupt you, but we can only hear you in the broadcast on uh, on the off the internet. So I thought I'd call and let you know. Oh, for crying out loud! It did it to me again. Thanks, Suzette. I'll fix that. Uh-huh. My okay. apologies. It's every time I every time I, I I every time I turn around, the software for Mixler tends to turn off its access to the speakers, which it shouldn't. But it does. Well, let me just, and of course, I'm not getting anywhere with. Nobody could hear anybody on the video side either, except for me. That's pretty screwball. I gotta, I, I, but you know what? I I was scrambling to get this show on the air because I there was just asleep. so much winning. Oh, it's not that. It's not that, man. It's not that at all. I'm not tired of winning. Hey, I love winning. Winning feels good. In my case, I had my back killing me, and I was on a heating pad, and so I dozed off. And when I woke up, it was about ten thirty. So I had to scramble hey, to get everything together. Hey, George, they said they can't hear in the mixer chat room. I think callers are very low. Can't hear Jimbo. George. Uh, well, they should be able to hear everybody now. Hold on a second. Let me let me check the sound protocols up there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. All all volume faders are up. They should be hearing everybody now. I don't know why it's not. But anyway. Wow. The only thing that they're going to be hearing is just a bunch of winning. Ah, <laughs> uh, no way says it sounds good now. Okay, well, glad that we got that fixed. We do. We still do have one problem, though, George. What's that? We just keep winning. <laughs> hey, like I said, winning good, losing bad. So here, here's my here's my, my here's my best my best statement for Democrats. If you do not like OMB, well then that's too bad because you're going to be SOL ASAP come 2020, and that's good for me. Because we're going to keep winning. Anyway, yeah, I know. I'm... I do have, I do have, I do have one point that uh, that that really is upsetting me a little bit. 
and it has nothing to do with the president. That thing's just one big circus show. You talk about impeachment. The dude's never going to get impeached because the the Democrats won't take it to the Senate because then there'd be an actual due process. There'd be a hearing, and they would just ask for discovery and all this freaking corruption that the Democrats have been involved in would all just come out. But what bothers me, George, is that the Fed keeps just pumping money. And it's looking a lot, a lot. It's 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 looking a lot like what happened in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, with the crash. It it it's reminding me a lot of that. Well. I think I think at this juncture, uh, we're we're looking at we're looking at the, the House Democrats because you know they control they control the the Congress, okay. So w- when you look at when you talk about 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 impeachment, remember it's a two it's a two part process. They can get they may get the impeachment in the Congress, but. It has to go from there. Then it goes to the. It has to go to the Senate, and when the and when the Senate Republicans get their mitts on it, that's when all hell's going to break loose, because then they're going to turn around and say, "There's nothing here to remove him from office for. Absolutely nothing." Yeah, that and they would never want discovery, also, because there there legally has to be discovery from the other. The other side, and they can ask for whatever documents they want of, of any point under court court order, and they would not want that to happen because that that is so that is so corrupt over there. They they just would never want it to happen. You know, they they well, wouldn't want to be put into the light of what they're actually doing. The way the Democrats ran this. Okay, the way they actually ran this impeachment inquiry, they did it again, really against the way it's the way it's traditionally supposed to be done. Okay, um, all investigation and so forth is supposed to be done by the House Judiciary Committee, but it was the Senate Intelligence Committee that did behind closed doors hearings, then talking to witnesses in the skiff, and then under pressure from the people, they finally decided to acquiesce and say, okay, we're going to have public hearings. And those public hearings were a joke. They weren't. Now, tomorrow starts the House Judiciary run. But it's not going to be anything that resembles an impeachment hearing process because they're going to have law professors in there. And the way they're going to do this is they're going to have so many law professors and they were only going to limit Trump to one. Three of theirs, one of his. 
Jerry Nadler didn't even send Trump a letter regarding tomorrow until Sunday when the president had already had it on his itinerary to go to London for the NATO meetings. He's in London right now. He ain't going to be. There's no way he's going to come come back from London for this shit. He's already made it clear he's not he's not participating, and nor is nor are the his lawyers because they're not doing they're not doing him any any kind of due process. They're trying to screw him any way they can. Unbelievable. Now tomorrow, Firefox News Online will will air the hopefully the House Judiciary Committee's uh, circus or Adam Schiff 2.0 uh, starting at 9:30 a.m. sharp. Firefox News Online's video uh, streaming the, the video streaming services that Firefox News Online uses. We'll carry this live, and uh, trust me, we don't do commercials. We just let it fly. And I may interject a comment here or there. Uh, You know, but we'll see. The bottom line is, you know, and, and I can't stress this enough, everybody. I can't stress this enough. You know, the Democrats think that a lot of us are are idiots, that we're, we were born yesterday or under some fucking rock. Well, guess what? They woke up a sleeping giant when they started going after this president. The day he was inaugurated, they wanted him impeached. David, um... I think, if I remember correctly, his name is Larry S. Said. Okay? This guy actually tweeted on social media that it's a coup. Uh, Bear with me here while I try to find it again. Right, George, you're going to find this real fast. I know it's here somewhere, damn it. Nope. But I have here... uh, You're kidding me. Not here? Uh oh. Well, I had it here. Huh. Well, ain't this a hit in the damn head? Well, a lawyer back in 2017 had stated in a tweet. that hashtag coup it's begun kind of kind of a statement
So, really, what uh, what kind of a... Oh, here it is. I found it. To 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 put it simply, Mark S. Zaid, an attorney, back in 2017, said, hashtag coup has started. First of many steps, hashtag rebellion, hashtag impeachment will follow ultimately. And it's like, this was right around the time that uh, Trump cut loose uh, Sally Yates, the acting AG at the time. So, yeah, okay. And it's like, wait a second. There's more. The same, very same attorney put out, it's very scary. We will get rid of him. And this country is strong enough to survive even him and his supporters. We have to. He posted that on July 1st of 2017. Now, there's a, there's a Democrat with a, with a serious problem. We, have, we will get rid of him? So this has been a coup d'etat from day one. This has been a coup d'etat from day one, and are we the only ones that see it? All right, I'm going to start with uh, ladies first, and that would be our dear friend Suzette. Then I'll get uh, Gunslinger, and then I'll grab Jimbo for his comments on what I just brought out. So, Suzette, talk to me. Is this a coup de, is this a Democrat coup d'état against the, the presidency? Well, I mentioned yesterday in your broadcast, George, that um, some people think it's too much to call it uh, treason, but <clears throat> what is a coup d'état to overthrow the government? That's treason. I don't think it's too harsh at all to call it what it is. And... I mean, these people have been planning this for, you know, for a while, um, as far as from the time that the election started and he came down the escalator, even though they played it off as far as, oh, he's gonna, he's not really running, he's just doing it for promotional purposes, he'll drop out, he's a clown, don't take him seriously. But they had their eye on him the whole time, I think. And then, of course, when he got, <coughs> excuse me, nominated... Then um, they tried to promote uh, one of those conventions. Uh, what was his name um, in Ohio? That's that candidate for president. Oh, I forget what his name is. Um, his name starts with a K. Uh, anyway, he was talking about convention that uh, Donald Trump wouldn't fit to run the country. Kasich. Um, yeah, Kasich. Kasich, Kasich, Kasich. He still hates Donald Trump to this day, but nevertheless, anyway. So, with you know, Hillary was supposed to win. That's what they wanted, and you know, we've talked about this before. And and you know, it's it's like we keep talking about it, keep talking about it, and you know, most people that have any brains or logic 
you know, figured it out, figured it out <laughs> since he was elected when they started going after him, the Democrat Party. And it's unfortunate. And I'm hoping it will come to a close as far as soon. But I fear that if he does get elected again, or when he does get elected again, that it's still not going to end, that it's going to continue. And that's, you know, at the expense of the American people. And the American people don't deserve that, but they don't see that what they're doing is hurting our country because they've just got one agenda, one focus, one mind, and that's, you know, to get them out just so they can continue their shenanigans and corrupt behavior and continue with selling out the country. So, anyway, those are my thoughts. All right. What do you think there, Gunslinger? Well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is some type of coup. And they they are they're doing what they're doing is being treasonous. Okay? They are absolutely committing treason against this country. Okay? They're not up there doing what they're supposed to be doing, okay? They see that they can't win. They 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 know that they're they're not going to impeach him, okay? That's obviously not going to happen. Okay? They have no evidence. They had Whatever witnesses they are is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, a pile of dog shit in the backyard is more credible than what they got. So, how's that going to stick? It's not. Okay, it's not. All right. So, but they're continuing to do it. Therefore, just like she just said, ruining this country. Okay, making this country, the American people, suffer because of their little bullshit game. And that's all it is—a game. Okay. Only going to show you how stupid. These fucking where were they? Are they stupid or were they just born that way? Okay, you got to be kidding me! I've never seen anything like this. The the subdividing and all this stuff and, and going after each other and everything instead of doing what is best for the country. Okay, put your fucking differences aside and work with the president. And man, that would be a great thing, wouldn't it? But I've always said they don't want it that way. As long as they can keep their little bullshit going, their little circle jerk going, okay, they love it because it contains the power within them. That's why they're going after Trump's fucking bad. He's draining the swamp, and they are scared to death, okay, that they may go to prison, okay? That's why they're working on this hard. I mean, if he would have just kept his mouth shut wouldn't have done anything and, and didn't say that I'm going to drain the swamp and everything, they'd probably be working with him right now. Okay, but they know his demeanor. They know his character, and I'm gonna drain the swamp. Okay, and he's doing it, and they're freaking out. Well, one of the things that I've noticed is at least the difference between this time around and 2016. You don't see or hear too much from Black Lives Matter. You don't hear too much from Antifa. In fact, I can't remember the last time I saw a story come up on the board that Black Lives Matter did anything. I can't remember when Antifa came out full volume for days and days at a time. Because if you remember, Antifa was out there ad infinitum through the whole 2016 process. Now all of a sudden they're sitting there like uh, the three like the like the three monkeys. Hear no evil, you know see what? no evil, speak no evil. 
You know why? You know why? It's very very clear. Well, they thought they was going to win in 2016. They thought they could stir up enough trouble, okay, and, and to make him look so bad, but actually it's backfired on him, okay? That's why they're fucking keeping their mouth shut now. They're thinking, oh, my God, we tried it. Now, now look at what, what they're looking at as that, okay? See, that, that's, that's, just, that's, that's getting egg on your face, okay? You go out there and you try something, and you want to make this guy look so fucking bad as you can, and you actually make yourself look bad. Yeah, they're going, oh, we better keep our mouth shut now. Maybe we'll, well wait till 2020. They'll, they'll stir it up again. Just wait and see. And they've been popping their head up every that. now and then, guys, you know, at these different rallies, and especially in yeah, Oregon. But it's, you know, yeah, but it's, I think, yeah, but it's not as much. I mean, it's like George said, it's not as much. Okay, it's not right. as frequent. And I uh, think they might be the, going low. Yeah, and Black this. Lives Matter as well, because um, there's probably people investigating them, and they can't be found out as to who's financing them. So now they're laying low, so they're you know not well, all up in everybody's faces. Did so, Trump already? Uh, did Trump already say that they're going to be uh, uh, something about domestic terrorists? I mean, you know what the penalty for that is? Man, you'll spend the rest of your life in prison. If you're convicted of a domestic terrorist plot, okay, and this is what these people are doing, that's probably another reason they're keeping their mouth kind of kind of on the low key. Oh, my God, what if he does that? They'll all go to federal prison. They'll go all yeah. – it's not just regular prison. They'll go to federal prison for the rest right. of their life, and there is no well, they, breaks. You don't get there parole. There was some of that. Yeah, you don't but get parole. you know who parole. ended up on that list? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't get paroled in federal prison if you got eighty years. You'll sit there eighty years. Okay, there is they don't play around. So you know, I'd be thinking about that. You know, Uh. (laughs) well, I I think I think what what's what's got Antifa holding off, you know, from doing what they did in twenty sixteen. Is not so much the fear that they're going to be they're going to be lit tagged domestic terrorists. I think what's holding them back is they're waiting. If, if look, and I'll put this in in a military kind of planning. They're taking a fallback position. They're they're biding their time because they feel that if they take a fallback position and if things if it looks like he's going to survive, he'll, like, like he's going to get impeached but survive being removed from office, like Bill Clinton did, Bill Clinton was impeached but not removed from office. Okay? So if that happens, either way, if he survives impeachment or not and survives the, the Senate, the, the Senate uh, trial and he's able to stay on as president, he'll then be able to go on for 2020. Now, the problem for Antifa would be coming out at the right moment. I see them coming out in 2020 very quickly and en masse. They're liable to come out in 2020, and it's going to be a shitstorm. And if that happens, it will prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they were they are doing the dirty work of the Dems. Mark my words. 
it's it, it, that, that's exactly that's what they did in 2020. Excuse me, 26, uh, 2016. And I'll bet you they'll do it this time around too. The dirty work of the Democrats. What do you think, Suzette? I don't think we've heard of them before 2016. Did we? They didn't really exist. No. They didn't exist until 2016. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They're, they're going to come out in mass numbers next month. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm sorry. I, 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 I kind of jumped the gun. Oh, no, that's all right. I was just saying, I, I was agreeing with you that they will come out with mass numbers um, next year to try and intimidate voters, intimidate people. Not to vote for him, but <laughs> um, beating people with a bat or throwing stuff at him isn't going to sway any votes. It's just going to piss people off. <laughs> I think next year is going to be a big, big um, mess of chaos that's going to be created by left-leaning people um, to show that they're just having a fit. You know, don't vote for Donald Trump. Eh, eh, eh. You know. That's all they've got. They don't have anything else. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But what I what I've what I've often said, and I said it, to, I just said it a moment ago, uh, is Antifa is the is the strong arm of the Democratic Party. But it's like no one in the media, not even Fox News, will say that. And I have I have not heard too many people say that about them. And I think it's time it was said about them because when you've got a group of, of fanatics that are touting, because if you listen to some of these Antifa members from 2016, the ones that, got, that we heard the audio for, some of them were touting the exact and, spe- and spewing the exact same words of the Democrats that were attacking Trump at the time. It was very interesting that you, I, you know you could hear them almost verbatim repeating what Democrats were attacking him with. Yeah, they have handlers, I'm sure. They have um, some, you know, leadership, and then they have a bunch of wild hoodlums, you know, youngsters that just get off on on damaging things and you know creating chaos and being rambunctious. And so they're like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's burn the city down, right on. They don't even know what they're burning it down for. But the, the fact that they get to, you know, they're on board with it. And <laughs> so their handlers direct them in which direction to go to. Or, okay, be here at this rally or be here at this event or whatever. Make a bunch of noise on the street corner over here. Gather here at such and such time. All right, yeah. It's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> And it, gosh, and they don't even realize they're being used because they don't see it that way. They're just there to have a lot of fun and, and destroy things. Um, let me let me put a question out there uh, for both of you. And by the way, folks, uh, if you want to join in the discussion, again, the number is three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Uh, again, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Let me pose a question to you: If Antifa, and I, sus- and I, and I suspect this likely, 
uh, does get in the way or attempts to get in the way of the election process by trying to intimidate voters, like, like Suzette was saying, do you think that Trump supporters this time around are going to say, in, in this, you know, are going to get sick of, of, of seeing the, the Antifa knuckleheads doing what they do and start busting heads? I've got a feeling that's, that's, that's going to happen. I really do. We're going to see some Trump supporters go out there en masse and say, fuck you, Antifa. You tried this once. You didn't succeed. Now you're trying it again? Fuck it. We're getting tired of this. And beat the living crap out of these kids. Something tells me Trump supporters are going to are going to wait are going to lay into them. But good. What do you think? going to be very, very interesting, okay? People are getting sick and tired of these idiots doing what they do, okay? Um, I'm afraid that it's – I'm surprised somebody has not got shot over it yet, and this is yet, okay? Because some of these fucking punks over there, they may jump on somebody and they may be carrying a gun, okay? And you have a right to self-defense, Okay. Uh, will it happen? As bad as it was last time in 2016, this is going to be about a thousand times different, worse. Okay, the way things are heading, and people are are fed up with it. Okay, just like we're fed up with this impeachment bullshit, we're fed up with these idiots too. Okay, and you know, there's a lot of Trump supporters out there. And I'm t- boy, or a bunch of people's going to go to jail one of the day. I hate to say it, but I see that you know it may not. Hopefully, it don't. But the way it's progressing is not a good. It's not progressing in, the, in a good direction. Is for them anyway, you know. Good. Yeah. Now, now, I don't, I'm, I don't not too, I'm not too. It's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Because I'm hearing a doubling there. It's on your side. I don't have anything on here. It might have been Gunslinger because uh, <laughs> I don't have anything doubling up from over here. Normally, the, the usual suspects would be if I forgot to turn the audio off on the chat room on the clip computer, but mm-hmm. that's muted. Do you so. still hear it? No, not now. It, it so stopped when uh, Gunslinger muted himself. Um, but, I'm, muted. I'm, I'm not even muted. <laughs> so it wasn't me. Really? Oh. Hmm. What's going on? I wonder where it was coming from then, because it wasn't me, and it wasn't you, and it wasn't uh, Suzette. Yeah, we're this muted. Broadcast, here, yeah. I think it's haunted. <laughs> it could be. <clears throat> well, that's what I was saying. It could be a haunted broadcast for all we know, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> it just gets. Strange along the way to mm. <laughs> go ahead, oh, Suzette. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think <laughs> that um, okay. So on one hand, Antifa they start start trouble. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they deserve it. 
Yeah, you can only turn the other cheek for so long. But because of late, somewhat late anyway, recently, uh, the you know Proud Boys, you know, have been jailed uh, for stirring up trouble. Some of the Antifa group, not as many, but um, yeah. So uh, unless you're willing to sacrifice going to jail, um, or you could be smart about it. But as far as all out, you know, just going headstrong to put these kids in their place wouldn't be wise because that's what they want. They want to start a civil war, physical civil war. We're already in a, um, you know, as far as a civil war among words and, and institutions, but a physical civil war. And so if they can start one, that's what they want. But we, that would be bad. And if you can get away with, you know, as far as uh, going down to tie your shoe and while you're at it, you know, um, get behind their knees and drop kick them somehow, you know, I didn't see nothing. You know, nobody sees nothing. <laughs> it's got to be done clever or you're going to go to jail or you're going to start a civil war. So it's got to be done smart if you're going to do it. I, you know, I, again, I don't blame people. You get tired of it, get tired of it. But I really think that patients really needs to be exercised and as well as uh, being smart about it uh, because it could actually lead to a civil war, which is what they want. So, and then they will take down the government and destroy it all if, if they get what they want. So that's that's my view on it. Anyway, I know I'm always talking deep Debbie Downer stuff. <laughs> well, no, it, it's it's no, Suzanne, listen, my dear, you, 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 you bring a lot to the table. It may be Debbie Downer shit, as you put it, but, you know, sometimes people need to hear that. You know, they really do. They need to hear that, that viewpoint. And that's, that's why the show exists. You know, people need to hear different viewpoints. Now, I'm going to, I, I'm going to point something out. You sent something in the, in the FFNO news and topic room earlier today, um, uh, Millennial Millie, okay. Now uh, you you acknowledge that I'm not too thrilled with the source because we know who 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 she de- who she works with. Uh, but I'm going to go against my better judgment here. Notice I'm being a little cautious, also a little playful, but that's beside the point. Uh, did you get a go, chance to I'm, listen to it at all? No, this will be my first time hearing it, actually. Okay. Oh, fuck. So um, you might have to – I said at the time it's queued up. But there um, – I mean, all of it's really good But from that point that I had queued it up. But if you, you want to advance it a little bit to the point of where they start talking about – oh, just go ahead and play it. It's fine. You're fine. Never mind. I'll shut up. It's good. Right about the, to the to the point where the young lady says, "I'm sorry." Uh, okay. So here goes nothing. Cross your fingers, folks. And by the way, before I do this, before I do this, I should have done this earlier. It was done in the beginning of the broadcast in the opening uh, title sequence. Uh, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials 
for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. Uh, the view, the, in, the follow, in the upcoming clip, the views and opinions that are expressed in this clip are, do, are not that of this station, of this network. Okay? Because the source material is from an outfit that I do not trust. But I am willing to play this clip if only to see where it goes. So let's see where it goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't mind me. I'm just well, if, a little leery about if this I may, stuff, you know. If I may preface this, uh, I did uh, I give George uh, my respect as far as acknowledging the source, um, and we're not going to mention the source's name. Uh, you may recognize the voice um, of the narrator, of the person that's going to be speaking a little bit in between. But um, if you know if you know who it is, that's great. You know, keep it to yourself or whatever. But anyway, um, I just wanted to give her credit um, because of what you put together. Now, the information in the, uh, what George is going to play is information from the Kentucky elections. Um, there are questions that have to be asked and also uh, anomalies that are actually shown as to uh, a number of votes, 500 votes that had shown on CNN, and then all of a sudden those votes were gone and switched to the other person. Um, so they give examples of that. Um, and further in, they talk about a company that's actually an international company, it's not even here in the United States, who's tallying our votes. And I hope we get to that part because it's a little bit further in the clip uh, it won't take too long to get there, but anyway. So the information is is valid. I did verify it um, because I was work. I'm working with a team called Watch the Vote, and that's WTV, and we investigate anomalies in the states that uh, have a close uh, voter vote tally, and we examine the machines and their premise if they've been on in, online or not, and vote counts and all of this other stuff. My part is just research part. So it's, it contributes, but, you know, it's not a major role. But anyway, so I was able to, to look at some of this stuff and, and verify what she was talking about. So anyway, uh, back to you, George. And I've got to learn to type. Apparently my fingers are not cooperating. Now, having, having, uh, having that uh, being prefaced in the, in, in the way it was, thank you, Suzette, for that. I appreciate it. I truly do. All right, folks, here goes nothing. What evidence do you have? Well, um, the evidence at this point is up to the Attorney General's office. We've gotten calls, emails, texts. His hotline has over 130 complaints right now. So what we're wondering is, what is he doing with the evidence? There's plenty out there. Is he investigating it? Is anybody looking into this? Bell County, but one that he carried the county by roughly 61% of the vote. 
Yet, Governor Bevin lost amongst the advanced ballots by almost the same margin as he won the remainder of the county. We're not saying this is true. We're saying this raises questions that deserve answers. In this first screenshot, we have um, Attorney General Bashir with 673,948 votes at this moment in the election. Governor Bevin at 652,235 at this moment in the election. So that's what uh, Attorney General Bashir had 11,713 votes. We switch to this next image a moment later. You see where our vote totals have swapped, or our percentage not swapped, but our vote our percentages have changed a little bit. That's because our numbers change. But how did they change? This is what's interesting. Attorney General Bashir now has 674,508 votes. Governor Biden has 661,675 votes. That's a change of 650. Governor Biden lost 560 votes. How do you lose votes on the election list? I don't I don't think that's possible. And then mysteriously, the 560 that he lost magically appears in Attorney General Bashir's column. How does that happen? If the vote count is off by 5,100 or so, approximately, it means about 1.45 votes per precinct. So imagine sitting there 12 hours, uh, having people vote, and just two, one or two have to be off to change the direction of this election. 618 Stonewalls are presenter today demanding more and more evidence. That's their job, to discover evidence. They really are representing, as they do almost all the time, the Democrat Party. What have you done to investigate this issue? We've, we've done both of we've done. You, you never said a word about it. What, what have you learned? We've actually been on the phone kind of sure. 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 on there, and you were dead silent in the meeting about it. Because I have not found any wrongdoing. I have found errors. Do you think that should be investigated further? I think what you find out is because there are errors on the side, you can move along, and then as the, the results have there been any irregularities here from what you've been reporting and seeing? So Not that I've seen. I think that they will probably end up finding a few votes here and there that we can pretty much break down and, and call um, clerical errors by clerks. These numbers are entered by hand. Um, this is a very normal thing that happens every election cycle. Software like this is installed in more than 30 states. If someone tampers with it or it just malfunctions, then the wrong people can win elections. If that happens, hundreds of representatives, judges, and other officials may hold offices they are not elected to. We know there was individual anomalies and issues and, and um, complaints, but there is also data flow, and, and um, I think we need to have, make sure that the integrity includes not only from the moment you fill in your paper ballot, but once you leave and you go home and we all start watching this information flow, that that information is sound. If you go to the Kentucky Board of Elections' own website, where everything looks normal, notice here in the URL bar, this is a Kentucky.gov website. And at the bottom, you can see this page is officially owned by the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Now watch this. If you click on Kentucky election results and look at the URL bar, you see something very different. Notice it says clarityelections.com. If we inspect the elements of the page, 
we see that election night reporting was conducted by Seidel. If we scroll down and look, we see who owns the page, Seidel.us. Who is Seidel? There are people that are in favor of using internet voting since they think that it can improve the democratic process. Uh, for instance, e-participation that can uh, enhance the decision-making of, of governments. According to their client page, they tally the votes for the most prestigious elections worldwide, from the countries within the EU to the EU itself, to corporations like McDonald's and various state elections in the United States, such as Kentucky. McDonald's has their own elections? We literally have an offshore company counting our votes. Talk about foreign interference. Encryption is instrumental to electronic communication and financial transactions to protect the security of privacy and authentication. The development of digital ciphering led to the use of trap doors. A trap door strongly resists cryptanalysis by anyone not in possession of trap door information used in the design of the cipher. The fact that election data is being transmitted over the internet requires encryption. Therefore, the software and operating systems used by CIDL in the Kentucky election has encryption trapdoors, and whoever possesses the trapdoor and keying information has a backdoor into the system. This allows the designer to break the system after he has sold it to the client, and yet falsely to maintain his reputation as a builder of secure systems swaying the outcome in a favorable direction within a reasonable margin. This was evident in documents sent to me from a whistleblower regarding the Kentucky 2019 election. Forensic investigators who examined the leaked documents saw evidence that suggested manipulation of vote counts. However, due to encryption, the logs from the computers used to process the total vote counts would need to be seen to see if the totals were manipulated before being transmitted to the Board of Elections. This is Millie Weaver. I just delivered to the governor's office documents that a whistleblower sent me on Friday alleging election fraud in Kentucky. These documents were so concerning that I decided to come down here and deliver it to the governor himself. Now that the governor has these documents, I hope that this will spark some kind of reaction and investigation into these very concerning documents that were leaked. There is not any real sense of transparency with how the voting process works. And the more people look into this, and this is nothing new, HBO did a documentary on this uh, 13 years ago, I think back in 2006, and um, what you're going to see is that we do not have checks and balances. And that whether you are a liberal or a conservative, whether you vote one way or the other, we should make sure that we have integrity in the election process. When it's 100% digital and electronic, to make sure that people have confidence. Because if the people lose confidence in their ability to actually know that the vote they cast is the one that was tabulated for the person they intended it to be for, 
If we lose that ability, I don't care your ideology, we lose something in America that is the uniqueness of our nation. Since some of our elections are outsourced to private companies who further outsource it to foreign companies to aggregate, encrypt, and tally our votes, the election data becomes proprietary. This is why when you request such information from the county, they write you back and tell you, sorry, that's proprietary, we can't give it to you. Why is it people are always interested in things that are none of their business? Getting that crucial data would only be possible through subpoena. Good luck on that one. The two companies that own and operate the electronic voting machines in Kentucky, Harp Enterprises and Hart InterCivic, conveniently can prove that their system gives a perfect recount and that the encryption works. The Texas Secretary of State has received several reports of people having problems when voting straight ticket. It's specifically related to the Hart Eastlake machines. The Secretary of State's office saying people reported the machine changed one or more of their selections to a candidate from a different party. However, they cannot prove that their system gives an honest recount, that neither they nor anyone else has access to potentially hidden functions, whereby votes could be manipulated or swapped in and out with scripts completely undetected. Not to mention the owner of both Harp Enterprises and Hart InterCivic has an exclusive contract to furnish systems, custom software, computer equipment, consulting, etc. with the entire Commonwealth of Kentucky. Did I mention they print the ballots too? Gee, I wonder why they can guarantee that the recounts will be the same as the first count. One of the Okay, I stopped it there because um, I wasn't sure exactly how far, how much further to go with it. But uh, I want to, <clears throat> I want to uh, get uh, thoughts from uh, my callers, and of course, if you have questions and, and or comments that you want to air, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Suzette. Very disturbing. I'm glad you stopped it there. Yes, very. And um, it's fine that you stopped it there. Basically, she goes on to talk about how this company, uh, one of the voter machines that uh, are being used here in the States, um, is also associated and run by (laughs) the host company in Kiev, Ukraine area. How about that? Mm Mm-mm-mm. So um, <laughs> I found out they were they had assisted Hillary in trying to win the election, um, the people there. And so uh, yeah, it's very disturbing. There, you know, this company is also collecting any other kind of data on voters uh, through the voter rolls because they have access to all of that once the state you know signs up with them, and um, and then they use that to you know influence to vote or change the vote or whatever and, and it's very disturbing and my question to to my boss was um, why doesn't the federal election board know about this I mean I understand each state has their own uh, way of doing their elections and that's fine um, but we also have a federal election board too as well that um, makes sure that you know certain requirements are met and so 
I don't know why we haven't heard anything from them talking about this or why it's been allowed. Um, and so I know I haven't gotten an answer back yet, but I sent them the video earlier today when after I saw it. And so I'm waiting to hear what's up, you know, what she can tell me about it. And I'll probably look into the Federal Election Board tomorrow and um, send an email back to what's up. But, uh, and if I get any information, I'll let you know. But uh, back to you, George. Well, I, I think um, what's even more disturbing about this is the investigation into this would be done by the the Attorney General's Office of Kentucky, which, oddly enough, was the man who uh, ended up getting the election, which was uh, Bashir. Bevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Bevin's one. Oh, no, no, you're right. Bashir did. I'm sorry. Bevin's was the incumbent. Um, and you're right. And I believe that the, that she had dropped it off um, while Bevin – Bevins was still in office before Bashir had taken office um, because the date is November 30th. So, um, and he probably handed it off to the incoming um, attorney general, which would be a Republican that had won that seat. So hopefully that's how that went. But um, yeah, she would have handed it off to the sitting at that time before the new one came in, (laughs) before Bashir came in. And you know what's what's really uh, surprising in all this is none of the mainstream media really touched it with a ten foot no. pole, and no. that's disturbing in itself. That really and is. That whole vote change that she showed the demonstration as far as on TV to CNN reporting and then the numbers changing. Rob and I had seen that before in the 2016 election. And we were, and even before that, the election before that between Obama and Romney, and I thought, well, wait a minute. They said that Romney had this many votes, and now he doesn't, and now Obama's up. How does that work? They take votes away. I mean, how did he lose those votes? We never got it. You know, that was before I was involved with Watch the Vote, but um, we just thought that was very interesting how that changed like that. And I'm glad somebody's bringing it up uh, to the surface. Um, I had mentioned that there were a couple of media sources in Kentucky, local stations, that had reported, uh, the, <laughs> had called the winner before the polls were even closed. And I have those, I have uh, captured those images, and there was a timestamp showing, you know, what time that they had called it and everything, which is another weird thing. <laughs> I mean, this can, one of the counties was Russell County, and then there was Bell County, and those. Two um, counties have multiple precincts in them, and they had called the election uh, before those precincts had all their votes in, and and there was a significant amount of votes um, that could have made a difference between the two since it was so close. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, they called it for for um, for Bashir for the Democrat. Interesting, huh? <laughs> One of the uh, <clears throat> one of the things that that, that uh, really gets me is that here you have um, you have something that uh, that is right there in your face, 
and the only person that could investigate it at the local at the state level is the very person who ends up getting the get, getting put in is is, is going to be uh, installed as governor and sadly you you're not going to there would be there will be no investigation because the the person conducting the investigation is also the person who's going to be installed as governor mm-hmm. so there is no investigation there won't be an investigation and i think that uh bevins by uh, conceding the way he did um i personally I, I if it were me i would have turned around and said okay i can't turn this over to this guy because he's my opponent so mm-hmm. maybe we should get the attorney general's office of the united states involved get the department of justice involved because mm-hmm. If there is voter fraud happening in the state of Kentucky, then it needs to be addressed. It needs to be dealt with. And if it's happening in in Kentucky, God help us, you know, uh, for the rest of the states around, around America. Because, you know, that tells me that 2020... God help us if if, if 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 voter fraud goes goes massive yeah. in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I, I mean the the possibility is I'm not going to say that it's not it's not possible because looking at Kentucky, obviously, yeah, it is possible. Sure. So it also happens in Florida. If, but think about this, George. If, the only reason why Trump had won and beat that beat the statistics that they had and and also that company that tried to enhance the vote, if you will, basically change votes. Um, it's because oh, an overwhelming amount of not only you know Trump supporters that were Republican, conservative, but independents, Democrats. There was just too many, and they underestimated. Um, the amount of votes that would have had to been changed, and then we found out we're learning now that um, that there were issues, and that there were more votes that went to Trump than than early had uh, predicted or, or counted. Anyway, so so we got that one, and then the next election, somehow all these Democrats got in, and there were anomalies left and right in different states that had issues with those machines, but they still let those those records stand. And um, for the most part, there was one that was just too much as far as there was just too many things that were wrong, and it was with that black lady and um, um, a Democrat and white Republican man. I forget which state it was. Alabama. but huh? Alabama. Alabama, okay. So they gave it to him because uh, it was legit that he won, and, and they found the discrepancies and what had gone wrong with that, and nobody got punished for it uh, for the voter fraud that was committed there. I don't know why, but they didn't get punished for it. So I'm really concerned about 2020, really concerned. Not so much that Trump doesn't deserve to win because there are going to be a lot of people voting for him. That's obvious because of all the good that he's done. But is it going to matter as long as, you know, these machines are controlled and the votes are controlled, mostly the votes, (laughs) uh, by an international company? I mean, that's scary. Yeah, that that is scary, and and 
at what point, because the Democrats are accusing Trump of yet another form of collusion involving Ukraine. But yet mm-hmm. we're seeing that it's not Trump that's doing it. It's it's the other side. Yes. Yep. And then so you have you know, you know these polls, the stupid polls saying Biden is up, he's a front runner. And you know damn well there's no possible way unless the numbers are fixed. So why are they keep propping him up? Are they propping him up like you said because you know they've already chosen him for the nominee and you know they've already got his uh, inaugural speech written out because you know they're going to play dirty with those machines and votes with that company or what? And and you know it's not that's not far fetched. It's not conspiracy thought. It's it's a probability. <laughs> with Trump's poll numbers as far as his favorability going up with jobs, people not believing in this whole Ukraine impeachment crap. They're you know falling away from that. And they think that it's bogus. Um, they don't support it anymore, like they were in the beginning. So, and yet they're trying to tell us Biden is ahead of Trump. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's here's the latest. Uh, according to, and I, and I don't trust the source because of their bias, uh, but the New York Times. Uh, regarding the 2020 uh, Democratic nomination process, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go uh, I'm looking at the national polling average. Now, again, folks, I don't trust polls. I don't. And as, and as I said in 2016, you know, ignore the polls. But in this context, you can't really ignore the polls because. There are too many coincidences. Now, of course, this also includes those who are qualified for the December debate. Now, get a load of this. At the top of the list, of course, is uh, Joe Biden, a national polling average of 27%, followed by Elizabeth Warren with 22%. Bernie Sanders, 18%, Pete Betagege, 8%, Andrew Yang, 3%, Amy Klobacher, 3%, Cory Booker, 2%, Tulsi Gabbard, 2%, and sitting at minus at minus one per, at under 1%, uh, Tom Steyer and Julian Julio, Julio uh, Castro. All right, but if you look at all the candidates, okay, after Castro, Bennett at under one percent, Delaney at under one percent, Bloomberg and Deval Patrick don't even come up with any percentage, okay. Now, those who qualified for the uh, December debate are Biden, Warren, Sanders, Betagege, Klobacher, and Steyer. That's it. Okay? 
now, of course, we, we found out today that um, Kamala Harris has dropped out because she fell way down in the in the in the numbers. Um, Are you but yet they still show Amy Kobachar Kabakar on purpose, or were you? Did you? <laughs> I didn't know if you were calling her Kabakar on purpose as a joke, you know, like we do. It's shit. it's Kabakar. Klobuchar. Okay, I I call her Klobuchar. It's actually, uh, I believe it, you're right. It's pronounced Klobuchar. Uh huh. But yeah, it doesn't it matter because it was funny. You, know, you got a good kick out of it. I was. Hey, listen. I don't pronounce names too well sometimes. Okay. Well, I it's didn't my... it on purpose. If you did, it was great because we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, listen. I, I want to get Gunslinger's uh, take on on what we heard in this clip. Also, uh, so let me let me get Gunslinger's uh, comments on on that clip that I that was just played a moment ago. Gunslinger. You heard what we were talking about. You 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 heard the clip. I'm sure. What what is your take on all of this? Uh, gun. He's on the phone line. Hmm. Okay, well, Gunslinger is not responding. Uh, so let me, uh, let me let me put this out there, okay? The field is thinning out, and the only ones that qualified are, uh, as I said, Biden and Biden, Warren, Sanders, Betajij, Klobuchar. And uh, Steyer. Steyer, I don't know how he managed to uh, to qualify when he's at under one percent. Well, they qual- they qualify because of money, which is, means that he's putting money in his, into his own campaign to qualify because they have to meet a certain threshold of of um, donor money. <laughs> That's not the only thing I could figure out because yeah, <laughs> there's no well, way. Let's- Let's look at the dollar signs, okay? Individual contributions. Get a load of this. Joe Biden, $37.6 million in individual contributions. Elizabeth Warren has $49.8 million. Bernie Sanders at $61.5 million. Betajiz, $51.5 million. And these are all the people that qualified for the, de- for the December debate that I'm mentioning, by the way. Uh, Klobuchar, $13.9 million. And Steyer, a piddly sum of $2 million. Well, that's weird. He shouldn't have made the debate then. No, he shouldn't yeah. have. Wow. I know what's up with that. And here's here's a here's a kicker. Julian Castro, who did not make the cut, has seven point six million dollars. 
Michael what? Bennett, $2.9 million. John Delaney, $2.4 million. And Marianne Williamson, $6.1 million. Now, the people I just mentioned, Castro, Bennett, Delaney, and Williamson, are all, like Castro, at under 1%. But yet you've got, let's see, you've got one, two, three, three people after Steyer who have garnered more individual contributions than Steyer did, but yet he somehow made the cut. Yeah, that's not right. Somehow... He's squeaking into this debate. Now, if we look back at the 2016 election and look at the superdelegates tally, if you remember, at one point, Bernie Sanders garnered 40 superdelegates. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Hillary Clinton was being given all these superdelegates and she was numbering into the in, in over in, in the two, into the two thousand range mm-hmm. of super delegates. So they're duping the American people right now because American people don't know that these other people are still in the race because they they don't get much coverage. And so here they slip in this dire dude that hasn't earned his way to be there on the debate stage, but some but they're making it seem like he has or does belong there. Wow. Wow, that's so underhanded and sneaky. I'd be pissed if I was mm-hmm. a Democrat and I found out. Oh man! <laughs> Remember what I said? They're gonna they're gonna try and pull a sneaky Pete, similar to 2016, mm-hmm. and look what they're doing. Yeah. I mean this wow. this, this reeks of you know underhanded, under uh, dishonest uh, fixing the election. Exactly. They're trying to, they're trying to, and tell me if if this sounds sounds about right, they're trying to push it so that Biden ends up being the nominee. Yeah, sounds about right, because they don't really have anybody else they're propping up. It was between him and Elizabeth Warren, and somehow, somewhere, Elizabeth Warren went back to the wayside again. Because it was Joe Biden, then they were talking about Elizabeth Warren and kicking Biden to the curb, and, and now they're back on his side again and kicking her to the curb. So, yeah, sounds like a sounds like a winner there as far as who they're going to pick. Well, no way in the chat room says the Democrat, and of course, capitalizing the the, the word rat in Democrat base are far too stupid to even understand how the swamp pick who they will vote for. And I agree with you, no way. The the Democratic voter base is completely clueless. They're willing to accept whatever the the party decides. So if I were... Putting it in this, I'll put it like this: If I was the Almighty DNC, we, the DNC, decide 
for you, for the greater good. That we're going to manipulate the debate threshold, the criteria, and ultimately, as this, as the line starts thinning out more and more, we're going to push Biden right into the nomination process. But you folks don't need you folks who vote in the, for the Democratic Party don't need to really know that because. Y- you're too stupid to really understand that. We're, we're, we're manipulating you. We're controlling your vote. We want and to vote this person. Controlling their minds, too, because when they prop him up, Joe Biden, you know, he's the man. He's a great man. He cares about everybody. You know, they talk about him in the news, how wonderful he is. He's, you know, going to take out Trump and everything else. He's he's the uh, game changer, you know, <laughs> 2020 election, and so these people start getting pumped up and they start to believe it. And there's, before you know it, he's got all their support, never even realizing, like you said, George, how they were manipulated. So they're brainwashing them. They're you know influencing their minds. They don't see it, and and yet you know so many of them are so angry and upset about the system, and it's not the system. It's the, their DNC system, yeah, system as a whole, but I mean, their party is really the ones that are hurting them in the first place. When you think about it, they they say, oh, you know, our votes don't count anyway. Well, you're right, they don't if you're in the Democrat Party, <laughs> because they do choose for you because they don't think you are competent enough to do that. So they know what's best. You know, that's sad. They they, they are clueless. <laughs> Well, the House put out the Trump-Ukraine impeachment inquiry report today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard about that by now. And mm-hmm. this is another form of manipulation of the Democratic Party. Uh, now, of course, I, for some reason, my computer is not being very cooperative here. They talked about how they had enough sufficient evidence to move forward. And it's like, sufficient evidence? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Where? What? No. Out of all those witnesses, where, 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 where do you come up with sufficient evidence? <laughs> I would like to know. Because if there is, okay, then show me. You know, I mean, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. And if something actually happened that was wrong, show me. I want to see it. If you can't show it to me. Don't tell me that there's sufficient evidence and I'm supposed to believe you so that you can move forward to try and remove a sitting president. You need to show me. I don't want words. Well, just going through the table of context, the contents, okay? And this is going to be good for a laugh. And this is directly from... uh, from the... uh, House report. Now, if I can get this to uh, to do this, if I can actually show it here. Ah, beautiful. I can show this on the screen, on the video side, so that folks will be able to see this. 
Okay. Uh, oops, wrong button, George. Section 1, the president's misconduct. Right out of the gate, it says, the president forced out the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. The president put Giuliani and the three amigos in charge of Ukraine issues. This is a House in, a House report? The second thing right out of the gate says the president put Giuliani and the three amigos <laughs> in charge of Ukraine issues? What kind of fucking moron wrote this shit? Yeah, people are going to say, who are the three amigos? What are you talking about? What a joke. Then it says the president froze military assistance to Ukraine. No, he didn't. An outright lie. Mm -hmm. The president's meeting with the Ukrainian president was conditioned on an announcement of investigations. No, it wasn't. wasn't. The president asked the Ukrainian president to interfere in the 2020 U.S. election by investigating the Bidens and 2016 election interference. No, he did not ask them to do that. That wasn't established in in evidentiary testimony at all. It was no, quite the it opposite. Huh. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The president's conditioning, oh, excuse me, I skipped the line here. The president wanted Ukraine to announce the investigations publicly. Uh, I think, I think they forgot confusing. about the part where Sunland said it was his, his in his mind, he assumed that that, that was the case. They, they forgot that part. <laughs> yeah. The president's conditioning of military assistance and a White House meeting on announcement of investigations raised alarm. What? Are you fucking people insane? Ah, give me a break. The president's was exposed. Now, this is just a table of contents, as I said. This, this is a fucking comedy skit. I swear to God oh it is. God. And then, um, by the way, before I go any further, Mike is on the line with us. Good to have you here, Mike. Hey, Mike. Section, hey, everybody. Now, in section two, we get another good belly laugh. This is the House report that came out today, as I said, folks. Listen to just the table of contents, and you get a – it's a fucking joke. The con, It says constitutional authority for congressional oversight and impeachment – oh, wait a minute. Let me read what Section 2 is about. The president's obstruction of the House of Representatives impeachment inquiry. Okay? This is Section 2 in the contents. Constitutional authority for congressional oversight and impeachment. The president's categorical refusal to comply. The president's refusal to produce any and all subpoenaed documents. The president's refusal to allow top aides to testify. The president's unsuccessful attempts to block key witnesses. 
the president's intimidation of witnesses. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> in in about that part. Okay, when what's her name was was testifying before the House mm-hmm. Intelligence Committee. Oh, Yovanovitch. Uh, hmm. Yovanovitch. Yeah, when Yovanovitch was testifying, allegedly he tweeted something to intimidate her. Well, how the fuck is she going to be intimidated by a tweet from the President of the United States when she's sitting in a Congressional Intelligence Hearing Committee committee hearing and she doesn't have access to her Twitter account while she's sitting in a, in, in a committee hearing? Well, that's because Shifty Shift read it to her. He says, this just came in from Twitter from the President of the United States about you, and he read it to her. <laughs> Right. I swear to God. She would have so, never seen it during the hearing. Exactly. So, 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 Shifty Adam Schiff had to make it, make it, a, a, put it right there in front of her, which is stupid on his part. Absolutely fucking stupid. Because by doing that, he's sitting there sharing something and calling it intimidation, but he's the one who's trying to make her feel intimidated by sharing that tweet. Yep, because he said it's a very intimidating tweet by the president. (laughs) (laughs) And then after he read it, he asked her how she felt, and she said it was um, disturbing. And 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 folks, let me tell you something. This is a 300-page document. This is a 300-page document that says absolutely fucking nothing. I swear to God, it is that fucked up. So I'm going to skip ahead to their conclusions. Oh, you're not going to read about the three amigos? I'm just kidding. Oh, hell no. It would take me forever to read this whole damn thing. It reads like stereo instructions. Oh, man. (laughs) Hmm. Wait a minute. Key people and entities in Appendix A. Well, let's see here. Avakov, Atkinson, Anderson. Let's see, that's Christopher Anderson, William Barr, Hunter Biden, Joseph Biden. How are they how how are they key people and entities? That's interesting. Um Burisma Holdings. Uh, siphoning through here, I'm not going. They they mentioned Rudy Giuliani, of course. Here's an interesting one. Sean Hannity is mentioned in this appendix. Was he ever mentioned during those he- public hearings at all? Does well, anyone recall? Yeah, in, in regards to Ivanovich, as far as the uh, tweets. Uh, that he was, you know, talking about the president and and basically his thoughts on on her work. Mm-hmm. He asked her there, um, but just briefly. But as far as key people, it's supposed to be the key people that testified. Um, that's supposed to be in that spot because they're the ones that should be included in that report, showing their testimony as evidence to this or to that. 
you know, whatever it may be. So why all those people are named on there? <laughs> on Sean yeah, Hannity they even and, mentioned Paul Manafort. Yeah, see, these people, those, none of them, or a few of those names, they didn't even testify, so they shouldn't even be on that list. That's funny. Hunter Biden, he didn't show up to testify. I, as I recall, Mike was mentioned, you know, uh, by Republicans as far as their, mm. you know, their push to Even expose and Hunter Biden. But that's it. It was just mentioned. George, can I can I dedicate a song to a politician? Or no, we're not allowed to dedicate songs on the show. It's kind of a Say sad what? day for me. I wanted to dedicate a song to a politician. It's kind of a sad day for me today. Uh, can I play a little bit of it? Uh, I sure. It I'm okay. Can you hear it okay? Yeah, I can hear it. Secretary Rick Perry, Ambassador Gordon Sondland, and Ambassador Kurt Volker. I don't know. I just feel... They refer to them as the three amigos. I just feel bad. I miss Camel Toad. We had so much fun with her. I just thought, what are we going to do? Biden just doesn't cut it. He doesn't have the same oomph that Camel Toad had. I, I, what a shame. Oh, well, it was bound to happen. And what was her excuse? She said that she just, I'm not a billionaire, so I can't fund my own. Here's another dig against Trump. Nonstop. <laughs> well, I have to hey, listen. Because I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> no way in the chat room said something here that uh, you might want to all consider. He said, food for thought. Next, Dems will charge Trump with, quote, unquote, Online terrorism for bullying Lisa Page on the shitter. Yeah. Yep. Charge You're used down. every day <laughs> on everyday people. Uh-huh. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And and getting back to you, Mike, and the billion dollars, it's like, well, 
she's so stupid when she said that because your campaign money comes from donors. Who are donors? Yeah. Donors who are people that support you and your candidacy. So if you don't have enough money to run your campaign, that pretty much says you don't have a whole lot of support from people around you, you know, <laughs> or, you know, across the United States. That's pretty sad, Kamala, that you got to complain about money. You don't think people can figure it out? It doesn't matter if you don't have a billion dollars. It's the money that you get from your campaign donors that equal that billion dollars, stupid. And don't forget, yeah. Kamala yeah. Trump beat Hillary with less money. So it doesn't, it's not about the money. It's about how you spend it and the supporters that give it to you. And you've got none, babe. Well, Camel Toe's gone. So I thought the Camel Toe song would be fitting to play for her. Uh, she'll be remembered. Uh, farewell, Camel Toe Harris. Yeah. yeah, she'll be remembered for the rest of the day. Uh, oh, the day's already over. That's right, too. It's past 12. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, you forgot that, didn't you, buddy? I forgot that, didn't I? Yes. What was, what was your we last need that newspaper for the bottom of my bird cage. Does anybody have a spare? <laughs> hey, hey, it's not because because in the Central and Pacific time zones, it's well in the Central time zone, it's midnight. It's still before midnight in the Pacific time zone, so they're still dealing with the day. The day Kamala Camelotoe Harris dropped out. Yep. But what gets me in all of, and and we were talking about this before, Mike, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I pointed out that now there 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 are only so many of these Democrat dumbasses that are uh, qualified for the December debate. Uh, Biden, Warren, Sanders, Betajiz, Klobuchar, and Steyer. Who's Betajiz? They keep calling him Booty Judge. That's why I thought a Hooter Judge. A Betaj- <laughs> it's Booty, is booty Judge, isn't it? Betajiz. Yeah. The media kept calling him Booty Judge over here. I, that's why I couldn't figure out Booty Judge. That's why I thought of Hooter Judge. Is it? Oh, the media is saying to call him the wrong name then. You're yeah, I've been calling him Buddha Judge. I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Now, so they now, don't even have his name right. About In order to qualify for the debate, you had to meet a certain criteria or threshold, right? That's the way the Democrats are talking about it. Well, if you look at the individual contributions of each of the candidates that qualified for the December debate, Biden had, and these are all individual contributions, Biden with $37.6 million, Warren with $49.8 million, Sanders $61.5 million, Betis booty judge, whatever you want to call him, I call him an asshole, but that's beside the point, Fifty-one point five dollars. Klobuchar at thirteen point nine million. I thought he quit. Didn't Joe quit? Booty judge, buddy. Didn't he walk out? No. Oh, I thought nope. he and Camilla Harris were both gone. All right, shit. No, no, no. Nope. Listen to the numbers George has. Go ahead, George. Now get this. Go ahead. So Klobuchar is at thirteen point nine million. Tom Steyer. 
$2 million individual contributions. But here's what's, what's weird about this. He's at, he's at under 1%. Other people that are under 1% that have more money than he's, he does in, in, uh, as it relates to individual contributions, you've got Julian Castro with $7.6 million individual contributions. Then you got Michael Bennett with $4.9 million individual contributions. John Delaney, $2.4 million. He's only $0.4 million more than, uh, than uh, what's-his-face, than Tom Steyer. But then you've got Marianne Williamson, who comes in at $6.1 million individual contributions. So you've got, you've got one, two... Three people with more individual contributions than Tom Steyer, and the threshold is contingent on individual contributions and, and not just the where they're at in, in the quote-unquote polls. So if we go according to the Democrats' mentally deranged thinking, then Williamson, Bennett, and Castro should have qualified. Because like Steyer, they're all at under 1% in the polls. So how does a guy with only $2 million individual contributions manage to somehow qualify for the December debate? That doesn't make sense. Nope. And, and by the way, Bloomberg and Deval Patrick, who just entered the race, don't even have a don't even have percentages yet. They're not in the debate they don't though, right? Have contribution numbers yet. Now Bloomberg, of course, can pay for his own campaign. But Deval Patrick, no contributions yet from individuals? Whoops. He ain't gonna last long. <laughs> they didn't make the stage today, Bloomberg and no, no, they didn't. Bloomberg, Bloomberg didn't qualify. I would have thought. So. Yeah, that would have been really hinky. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter he, since he owns the newspaper and his own media and radio and everything else. Um, he can hold his own uh, debates. He has enough money where he can do it. He could actually That's invite true. some of them, whoever the the one or two top that he feels are the top ones, and hold his own event. And they'll jump at it because any media is free media for them. Uh-huh. So you can say, fuck you, I'm going to hold my own. He might do that if he's that serious about it. Unless it's a game for him, too. We don't know. Mm. You know just uh, everything, everything comes down to ego for these people. And the more they see their name in print and their pictures on television, they get off on it. It's like an adrenaline. Uh-huh. Some sort of It feeds them. It, oh, it yeah. defines them. This is who I am. I'm something special. Look. Look at what I'm wearing on television. Look at me. <laughs> Aren't I wonderful? I'm just so fantastic. I can put them in my portfolio that I ran for the United States President of yeah. America. <laughs> I love that. I love that expression. I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's what they are. Fucking bizarre. But what 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 really what really surprises me is that they think that people are stupid enough to just. Not notice this stuff. They are. 
They are stupid enough. We notice it. But we're not typical. We're fucking, we're like maniacs on this stuff. We, we dissect it and analyze it. Most people don't. Well, yeah, that, George and I were talking about that earlier as far as, you know, how sad it is that these people, the Democrats, don't even see that, you know, their vote really does not count because the person who, or people who are chosen for office uh, during these elections, you know, are not by the people. It's by the BNC, uh, the, the leaders of their party. <laughs> so I they can't finally, be to vote. <laughs> I, I finally shut down that thread that I did about the two illegal aliens that were rape, child rapists that uh, they allowed them free. And the liberals, remember George? Liberals were coming in and attacking me. People are not illegal, and oh, how can you say that? You're racist, and the racist comments. And finally, I came in and slammed. I wrote two things at the bottom, and I, I did the final coup de grace on them to shut them up, and it did. It shut them up. I said, who do I blame for this at the end of it? I said, you. Uh-huh. You people voted these politicians in office. Yeah. I said, and if you agree with it, you're part of the problem. If now you've changed your mind and you disagree with these progressive policies and everything, then maybe you should write to these people and do something about it that you elected. And not a, not a peep out of them. <laughs> because I, I, I laid the blame in their lap. You put them in office. Mm-hmm. Yep, you, so you then, twisted then it they, right back to them, what they yep, usually I do. Think I think it's like two days now, not a peep, nothing. Wow. Let's shut it up. Good. I said, look at yourselves. I said, you know, I said, you look at a subject through a straw and hang on certain words, look for a certain phrase or anything, and, and apply it to your pet little uh, cause that you champion. This one's into racism. The other one mentions Ku Klux Klan. The, I didn't mention any of that. I didn't bring up neo-Nazis or anything. You people did. Uh-huh. I said, I brought up child rapists. I didn't say what country they're from. I didn't say what border they crossed. I said, you people brought up that stuff. I said, because that's what you focus on. It defines you. Those are your pet little projects that you, your agenda that you promote. And you read it into everything that everybody else writes. You read it into this stuff. And you keep going with it. I didn't say any of that. You're to blame for this. And just everybody, that's it, crickets. Shut the fuck up. What are they going to say at the end of that? And yeah. I covered myself early on in the argument. I said, now, the response is going to be, first thing, if we don't, we have nothing to really uh, put up here for a debate or anything, the first thing you're going to start with, I have no doubt, is going to be the personal insults. And then I think it was nine hours or 12 hours later, yep, here comes the one guy with the personal insult. I said, I, I laughed. I said, I predicted it. Look at my earlier post. That you'd have nothing to offer and that personal insults would start. And I said, you know, and, and you just proved me right. Yeah. And that pissed them off too. I, I, of course. What you do is whenever you're in with this, you've got to, if you take time and craft it to make sure that you start a trap, if you're creating a maze, so that if they take a right, you covered it that way. Take a left, take it that way. No matter what direction they're going in, then you're, you're, you're forcing them into a certain direction where they have no room, no room to move. And if they have no room to move, they shut the fuck up and they don't post. <laughs> It, it's fucked up that we have to think like that now. Take it. Well, take it. we live in a fucked up world, Mike. You know that. We do. 
We really fucking do. We got to watch everything we say. And sometimes I'll look at a sentence that I'm writing and then I'll stop. I won't post it yet. And I'll analyze it. Okay, if I'm thinking like a total fucking retard and I've been smoking dope or whatever, how could I read into that phrase right there? Ah, okay, let me change this and I'll change that. I'm not going to give him the room, the wiggle room. So, and, and it sets traps for them to do just that. Well, you said that's racist. I didn't say anything racist. The child, the child molest, the child rapist. Do you agree with that? Do you are you supporting these rapists? They didn't say nothing much. So, you know that topic is taboo for the liberals. You don't want to. Oh my God! What are you going to do? You're going to side with a pedophile? Yeah, not a smart fucking move. These fucking people, man. Well, anyways, hey, Camilla's gone. Who was the other one that quit? Somebody else quit, too, and stepped down. Who was the other politician this week that walked away from him? Uh, honestly, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, there was another one that said uh, he's dropping out of the race. It was a guy. That wasn't Eric Swalwell, was it? Swalwell. No, it was... no, Swalwell dropped out. Okay, so yeah, it was he Swalwell. Out, like, a week ago. Uh, yeah, last week. Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, Mr. Uh, blows a fart while on live TV. Okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, all right, so there's two of them down. Biden's got money behind him. I can't see him walking away. His numbers are still eh. <laughs> You know, in the Democratic world, they're, eh, they're out there. But the rest of the numbers are getting chewed up by all the other dipshits. But Joey, I guess the only thing he's trying to do is damage control. They probably told him, keep your mouth shut. Don't do any interviews. Don't mention your your son. Let this go away. Drop Don't it. talk your about your shut. hairy blonde Don't legs. talk about kids. it. Nope, just shut up. That's <laughs> that's his response. This is That's his plan. That's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah, but Mike, said it was uh, you, it was Higginlooper from Colorado. Oh, okay, okay, but Mike wasn't here. Mike but didn't join the broadcast uh, yesterday. Also. So that's three of them then. So what was it, Suzanne? Oh, I think Mike didn't join the broadcast yesterday, so he didn't. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. The hairy blonde legs and 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 kids sitting on his lap. Hairy blonde legs. What are you oh, talking about? Obama's daughter, Obama's wife. What are you? What? What? what what's, what's going on here? You missed the broadcast. George's broadcast yesterday when he played uh, uh, Joe Biden's latest gaffe. Yeah, it's a biggie. Oh, no, oh, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised. It was viral. <laughs> let me see here. Joe Biden talking. Are you looking for George? I'll, I'll let you do that. Yeah, uh, I I believe I I put it in the um, I put it in the FFNO chat, uh, not FFNO, uh, the Mixler chat room yesterday, so I could play it. Uh huh. So let me see if I can track it down. Uh, it's not that long, Mike, but it's funny. All right. And revealing. Okay, I'm going to have to 
pull it back up on the. Oh, wait a minute, it'll be in my history, in my YouTube history. So hold on a second here. It should be, yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting I can go to my YouTube history and I don't have to go digging for for links if, if I already played it. <laughs> Duh. Forgetful George strikes again. <laughs> That's what I get for for trying to trying to do ten thousand things at one time and forgetting that it's a multitasking book. is a wonderful thing. I just don't do it very well when it's more than three things. It's it's forgetful George versus curious George. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, I saw. That made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. First African American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, uh, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what, the men, they're now all men, the guys I work with down here, and they're all guys at the time, they're all good men. Most of them made an awful lot of themselves. And Earl Larkin had a rough time. And some of you knew Earl. I, def- I came back as a public defender. What you just said. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop because it's going to go into, it's, somebody added something yeah. at the end of that. <laughs> but uh, can you say pedophile Joe? Sure. Yeah, that's some I, weird shit right there. That's well, weird. Well, he was talking about this guy from Delaware, then all of a sudden, by the way, and then he starts talking about sitting oh. down on sitting down, and he was hot. And then these kids rubbing his legs. <laughs> and roaches and kids. I learned a lot about roaches and kids. Yeah, I love yeah what kids. the hell? That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> the fuck is what a bizarre wow. <laughs> and I worked with these guys and 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 uh, with these good men with these and and they were guys at the time and. Uh, <laughs> And, and this, the Democrats are steering the, the steering toward as their nominee based on the way they're manipulating their 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 own debates. We went. We're going from we're we're going from calling him Shotgun Joe to Pedophile Joe. Yeah, this guy got issues. America, do you want a pedophile in the White House? He wants to eat the babies. Seen in the White House, Bill Clinton. Do we need another that will go after our kids? Now joining us on the phone lines, by the way, everybody, is Boyd, our Alaskan contingent. Yo, Boyd. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, fellow yo-yo. It's hard to hear in Antarctica. What's that happening? Oh, not much. Just having fun at the Democrats' expense. As always. Well, 
that's a, that's a good way to spend your your hard hard earned time. Well, I figure like this. When we when I say we talk about news and various topics and have a little fun along the way, by God, I don't want to be heard. It's the truth. Or as WWE wrestler once legend once said, it's true. It's damn true. So there you go. You know, I, I, I got to say, without fear of contradiction, the Democrats must really think, and that's kind of, just saying that they think is uh, not moron and all that. Uh, they must think we're that naive, that we're that blind, blind, deaf, dumb, and stupid. If we don't notice what they're doing with, with with these debates, it's another form of manipulation, similar to what happened in 2016 with the superdelegates. Only now they're they're doing it with the debates. Yeah, but you have to realize one thing first, George, is that they've had 30 years to uh, educate our kids in the school system, and they think they've got them down dumb enough to the point where uh, they can pull all this crap. Yeah. Uh Newsflash, not everybody is as stupid as they think. I mean, anybody listening to that clip I just played of Biden talked about his hairy legs? That may be true, but everybody they think is stupid has a diploma. Well... Sadly, I do not have a diploma, but I'm not stupid either. Uh, I, I got what an I extra find one, if you, George. If you if you want one, I got an extra one. I'll mail it up to you. Any particular <laughs> school, or because I, I got some spares. And, uh, the, the Harvard ones cost more because they're fancy, but the other ones are cheap. I can just mail you one if you want. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. What do I have to do with you, man? Well, today, you get anything you want. Fucking New York City. What the hell? You get any certificate. Do you see all those IDs? They just got driver's licenses that uh, they caught them being shipped into the U.S. from China. They said they were beautiful fucking counterfeit driver's licenses from all over the country. People were ordering them. And they were being custom made for their names and everything with their pictures in China and brought over here. And there were, I forget how many, there were thousands of them. And wow. I got one article that said that some of the people were criminals. So they're, you know, they weren't allowed something and they were given new IDs, addresses, and probably new made up names with their pictures. Yeah. Didn't hear about I that. I caught them. Yep. It's out there somewhere on the web. It happened over the past three weeks. Thousands of IDs, driver's licenses coming in from China. So you can get anything you want. You want a diploma? You want what do you want? 
And look how many people even were in the federal government. There was even one or two that were in Trump's administration that had phony paperwork, claimed that they went to some schools or had some background, and they didn't have any of that. That's how they do it today. People make every, everything makes everybody makes shit up. You know? And I used to laugh at that Italian restaurant years ago. I went out of business now. It was called the Great Impasta. I thought that was a fucking great name for it. But now it's true. You got imposters everywhere. Fucking what a great name for a pizzeria, Italian restaurant. The Great Impasta. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing's for real today. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I God, this is not surprising me in the least. I forget who it was that caught them, if it was a state government or federal government, but they got a shipment of them. Wow. WDTNT-TV. Well... There's there's an art, there's something here from uh, from a NBC affiliate WDT NTV, but this goes back to 2012. It was something right, so else. N- something else over the past three weeks. And it was and it's fake IDs from China. No, so. Apparently, China's, that's nothing new for China. They're in business making money, and who knows, maybe they got better equipment than the fakers down in Canal Street than just using a regular printer. Stuff that makes it look more realistic. I wonder how they do the holograms, though. But I'm sure if you got the equipment, you can make whatever the fuck you want. Let's see. The date on this article does not. I hate that it starts. They're a nuisance. Uh, oh yes, it does. This year, November twenty-fifth. Okay. This sort of this is. Wow, Mike, you brought up a good one. Yeah, as I said, over the past somewhere in the past three weeks, yep. Yeah. And this story was posted uh, November twenty fifth. So let me. Uh, there we go. It should start automatically. So. It does on the other computer. It didn't on this one. Why is that? Federal agents uncover thousands of fake driver's licenses at Louisville's airport. U.S. Customs and Border Protection see six shipments from China to various people in New York. 
They contain 2,900 counterfeit IDs from states including Florida, Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio. There was also more than 3,100 blank cards to print more IDs. Homeland Security is still investigating. Holy shit. And it was yep. being done even back in 2012. So they've been at this a long time. So you don't have to go to Alice's restaurant to get whatever you want. There you go. It, it's it's very strange how, how things work out in the, with all this. It really is. But this didn't even make the national news. I wonder wonder if there's a connection with voting. Do you think? I wonder. Are these new, some of them new voters? I don't know. They said thousands. I wouldn't be surprised. Because they, you know, there are some states that, that you have to show ID in order to vote. So, I, I wonder how many of those IDs are for dead people. That'd be interesting, huh? Hmm. Well, let me, let me tell you this: in Kentucky, it's it's one of those states that you have to show your your ID to vote, and they already have shown one instance where the kid was in college; he was at the college, and during the voting. Uh, in this last election, and um, and somebody voted in his name, <laughs> and it uh, there's a clip of that part of that video that you were playing, George, earlier. There was an area of that where uh, he talks about that, and um, and it was shown to be true. His mom called, you know, and was asking if he lost his ID, and um, he said, "No, I got it right here." And he took a picture of it and he gave it, you know, showed it to his mom or whatever. Um, so somebody either. Had a past ID, made up an ID. They don't know what happened yet, but um, yeah, somebody voted in his name using an ID with his name on it. <laughs> Incredible. And that was the that was the governor's race in, in, for Kentucky. Yes. Mike, you should have been here earlier when I played that clip because you would have found it very interesting. We always play interesting things when Mike's gone. <laughs> That's why I tell people, come early. You, you, you end up missing a lot. I know. It's, it's a shame. Uh, I don't. That's all right. I don't want to know too much. See, I found the less I know, the happier I am. So no, it's okay. I'm I'm okay. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've got a great bunch. You mean you don't want to know, Mike, about um, the international company that tallies up the votes for the United States? You know, the um, <laughs> foreign interference from a company no, called Tidal. All- that's all Republican <laughs> propaganda. We can't believe any of that because it comes from people that like Trump and they have hey, like American con- flags and things. We, we call that conspiracy theories. Yeah, you bump you 
Bible thumpers. <laughs> I know about your kind. Jesus. <laughs> no, but in 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 this uh, information that I played earlier, Mike, uh, it was it was found out that this company has ties, oddly <laughs> enough, to guess where? Ukraine. Kiev, uh-huh. Botswana. No, Kiev. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, Mike. Go ahead. Stick your head in the sand. It's all right. It's good. Happiness is good. Right. I'm, I'm comfortable. I have a nice little hole, and it fits perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's my hole. You stick your head in your own I can hole. say something, but I'll behave myself. <laughs> yeah, but the government finds out they'll tax you for it. <laughs> for his hole? Yeah. <laughs> um, Go ahead, George. <laughs> no, I, that's, that's, I was. I was. I was. You, 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 when you were when you were saying that. I started to laugh at the same time I was trying to take a sip of coffee, and it's like, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> that is a lesson for for the that is the lesson of the day. Do not attempt to laugh while sipping coffee. It, it cannot. It does not bode well. Trust me. Yeah, it's 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 really you know. It's really crazy. So with the uh with the house report having been put out, the House Democrats vote to adopt Trump impeachment report blasting they blast scheme to solicit foreign interference in the 2020 election, right? But not that idea. It was along party lines. That voted on this 300-page report, and what a party it was! <laughs> we had a blast. I gotta tell you, what a party! <laughs> I can't wait till the next one. I guess we'll do another party now, after we do like this. A, se- a, a senior member of the of Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's leadership team said that. In the evening, that it seems unlikely the House can vote on impeachment before Christmas, saying it's too complex a process. I just don't see it, the source said. It's too big. You mean the Democrats are 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 not willing to? Push before Christmas for an impeachment vote? Oh my! Say it isn't so. No, we want to drag it out. We we have to drag this out. How can we drag it out as close to the election as possible to ruin his name and everything? The more we can okay. do it near the election, yeah, we got to drag it out. No, no other way. We don't want to do it too soon. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's 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 all very um, 
It's all very interesting. So let's see here. Of all the the people that dropped out of the race so far, <clears throat> for the Democrats you got Steve Bullock, Bill De Blasio, Kirsten Gillibrand, Jay Inslee, John Hickenlooper, and of course Kamal Harris, Wayne Messam. Well, what a mess there, huh? Seth Moulton, Beto O'Rourke, Tim Ryan, Eric Swalwell, and Republican Mark Sanford. Okay, say all those names again fast with a Chinese accent. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, just thought I'd... Hickenlooper now. Hickenlooper would be entertaining. Hickenlooper! <laughs> I can't do the Chinese accent, really. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, I, I, I may be good at something, some things, but that's just not one of them. Yeah, oh, well. But it's it's really interesting how how this uh, whole process comes around. And even... Considering and rumored is still list. It, it still lists Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, an independent, and it's like, really? Who gives a fuck? Isn't he the? Wait a minute, Cuban was that the guy that owns a sports team? Yeah, he owns the Dallas That's Mavericks. Yeah. So he's going to leave Shark Tank and go into politics? Oh, interesting. He's tired of Mr. Wonderful. And the only two Republicans that are still trying to run against Trump are Joe Walsh, radio host and former U.S. representative from Illinois, and Bill Weld, former governor of Massachusetts. Yeah, good luck trying to Uh, to look at Trump. That's the same as Pat Paulson. That's all it is. It's just bullshit. You know. I hope I hope uh, Yang wins because he's gonna give me UBI money. I need money to play the lottery. Uh, what was this YouTube you put in the chat room, Mike? In the FFNO uh, news and topic room. And that's the Camel Toe song, in case you wanted to save it for later. So if Camel Toe ever uh-huh. came up, you had a Camel Toe uh, theme song. I can see your Camel Toe. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. That's it. Well, it's there. We can definitely draw on that if we need to. Although, although yeah. unfortunately, Camel Toe Harris has dropped out. So uh, bye-bye, a- Camel Toe. But she said she's still going to help. I, what's that mean? Help what? Make coffee or serve donuts? I don't know how she's going to help. That should be interesting. Halftime entertainment during the debates? I don't know. Yeah, now, now get a load of this. Get a load of this, everybody. This is what – this is – I hope I put it in the uh, 
I save this. Let's see, did I jumped wrong back here? Come on. Oh, you're gonna make me work for it, right? No, it's not there. Okay. But uh apparently the Washington Post in a Melania Trump attack again, no surprise there, complimented the White House decoration and ragged on her about her jacket. Yeah. Dead serious. They, they they actually attacked her over a jacket she was wearing in the White House amongst all these really nice decorations. What kind of moron would, would, would write a story like that? I mean, seriously. I mean... Let's see here. Let's see if it's still up on their on their page. Let's see, just for shits and giggles. Ah, yes it is. Melania Trump's Christmas decorations are lovely, but that coat sends the wrong message. Now There is a picture here. Oh. Come on. Really? So now we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a moment where it's not gonna let me uh, do this, huh? Yeah, they want a subscription, so I can't access it, fuckers. Going to make me work for it, right? Oh, sure, it's a teeny tiny little fucking picture, you cocksuckers. But this is so so laughable. It really is. If I can get it into reader mode. There we go. Ah, it's just the text, no picture. Fuck. I hate when this happens. I really do. It, it makes my job that much harder. There we go. Okay. Here, 
this is what the Washington Post is ragging on. I'll put it in the uh, Mixler and the FFNO News and Topic Room. That is if I can get my mouse to let me do that. Okay. And I'll show this on camera also. Uh, I kid you not, when you see this, it's it's like you've got to be kidding. So take a look at this if you're watching on the video side. Melania Trump, okay, this is this is the uh, the, the way the White House is decorated for Christmas. I mean, it looks great; it really does. And I don't see a problem with the coat she's wearing. Now we're looking. Now this is a, a view from the back. Okay, that's a view from the back. But now. I will I'll show a, another image. Same room, same decorations. Okay. And let me send this to the uh FFNO. You dirty name. Stop messing with me, mouse. But this is showing her, the, her face and that jacket. And I kid you not, the Washington Post actually ragged on her for this. And I, and I, I, I swear it's, 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 it's stupid. Because you look at that, as far as I'm concerned, the jacket, you know, it, 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 it's a nice jacket. And she's dressed very nicely. She, she looks very lovely in this picture. In the second picture I'm showing. So, if if for nothing else, the Washington Post has to has to be petty. Is that what they've reduced their liberal nonsense to? Petty bullshit. But where, where did she get the wrong impression at, though? Hmm. What was it that she gave the wrong impression of, though? No, the, if you look at the pictures that I that I that I, the links of the pictures that I posted, yes. the Washington Post Washington. Said, said that the dark, the decorations are lovely, but the coat sends the wrong message. What what's the wrong message? What wrong message, George? I, what, what are they implying, do you think? Well, what, what I don't know what they're implying. They're just being hypocritical and petty. And I can't read the article because I get this stupid uh, subs- subscription post in front of my face, so I can't even look at the Washington Post's article. And it's like, you've got to be kidding. Really? I wouldn't subscribe to that rag if they, if they paid me a million dollars. 
or a billion dollars for that matter. So they think it sends the wrong message. You know, and, and I'm sorry, but there's nothing wrong with what she's wearing in, 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 the, in, in these pictures. Absolutely nothing. I would say she's being a little too conservative. Even know what they're talking about, sending the wrong message. But they can't even tell you what that message is. And it's like you said, to petty. Just to say, just to say something nasty. Be nice. It's a bunch of dummy heads. All they had to do was they didn't have any well, the, what, to say no, it's, it's not that it's sending the wrong message. They're saying that the coat looks ridiculous. This is what the Washington Post is saying that it looks ridiculous. Right, but How if they don't have anything nice to say about her, then just leave it at that where you said, okay, the decorations are nice. Then just shut up about it. But no, they got to take it to something else about her coat. That's so stupid and petty. If her, if her nipples were hard, then it would be a different story. Robert! Sorry, first thing. You know, Robert, that, that was really uncalled for. Seriously. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was the one that put up the camel told video. You can't know you're blaming him. I guess we're having one of those risque episodes on Firefox News Online. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the, it's not the time of hour for it. Yeah, that's it. We're after hours now. So the kids and, are all it's our first. It's our first lady, Mike. I, I really see that. Oh, I thought you were talking. I didn't know who you were talking about. Okay, I'm able to look at from a from a from an image the first paragraph of, of that of that article. Now, it says here, according to the Washington Post, just in the first paragraph, First Lady Melania Trump unveiled this year's White House Christmas decorations in a gauzy video in which she strolls through the public rooms, marveling at their holiday luster. She grudgingly adjusts a single red rose in a lush floral swag draped over a mantelpiece and delicately sprinkles glittery fox snow on on one of the many white decorated trees. The theme this year is the spirit of America, and the dominant color is wintry white with festive bursts of holiday red. It's all quite lovely, so there's that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm having a hard time reading the caption under the, underneath the picture where you see the back of her jacket. But it says, First Lady Melania Trump previewed the White House Christmas decorations, wearing her signature look, a coat draped over her shoulders. Okay, so what's wrong with it? Why, why, why is it... Why, why, why would this... Because they have to fill in articles. They say they're given so many words that they're required to write for their article, for their editor, and so they've got to fill it with something. Because, I mean, all the White House first ladies every year, Christmas time, all decorate, and they do a photo op for the magazines, for the American people, to show how lovely they decorated the White House, and yada, yada, they're the first lady. So why is Melania any different? You know, it's because she's Melania Trump. That's all. 
Well, what gets here's here's what it comes down to. Okay. It says uh, after skewering Melania Trump's, and this is from Fox News Channel's website. After skewering Melania Trump's holiday decorations in the past, the Washington Post has this year approved of her White House decor and decided instead to criticize the former fashion model's appearance in a widely mocked piece on Tuesday that labeled the First Lady's jacket ridiculous. The liberal paper's fashion critic, Robin Givan, wrote a piece headlined, Melania Trump's Christmas decorations are lovely, but that coat looks ridiculous, which criticizes the outfit the First Lady wore when unveiling the decor. Nice poetic item there. The Post, which called last year's decorations a nightmare forest, spent a single paragraph complimenting this year's lovely addition before pivoting to disapproval. Now, this is a, com- a, quote, a quote from Gavon. For her tour, Mrs. Trump wears, a, wears all white, a dress with a, si- with a simple jewel neckline, white stiletto-heeled pumps, and a white coat. The coat is draped over her shoulders as she strolls through the White House. The coat looks ridiculous. The fashion critic went on to say, the coat is a distraction and a discomforting affection taken to a ludicrous extreme. Wow. And this comes from Jeff Bezos' own outlet. How the fuck can you be so ridiculously petty and sick? George, you're fucking all the liberals are nuts anyway. I mean, you know, you ever heard of Vogue? You know Vogue magazine, Vogue? You heard of mm-hmm. that, right? All right. One of their biggest liberal fashion critics, most famous in the world, is uh, this retard named Lynn Yeager. Ever heard of her? Okay. She slammed Melania Trump for exiting the White House wearing high heels and. She's attacked Melania Trump many, many times. Um, she's uh, something else. She's a creature feature. She's, but you know, to them, it's okay. But to all of us, we look at this Lynn creature. Now, here I'm going to put in the chat room. Um, take a look at her. Now, this woman has the audacity. To open her fucking mouth and criticize Melania Trump? What Lady? the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Are you what? And you're criticizing Melania Trump? You need she sandblasting. Looks like shit, I'm sorry. She needs sandblasting. That's what she needs. I don't even think makeup will help that. Maybe a body shop. I don't even know if Bondo would be able to fix that. It's too far gone. And, and But these liberals, that's how they are. Yeah, I want to show a picture of this uh, Jaeger, uh, of this uh, person. Um, because... 
to know what we're talking about here, okay, this is Vogue editor Lynn Yeager. All right, this is what this is. Now, Lynn Yeager is the is the is the image on the right. That God, give me. Let me walk walk up in front of her with a crucifix in my hand, going, "Back, you spawn of Satan, back!" Jesus, that's ugly. You know, if ugliness were a crime, she'd be on death row. I'm serious. And she's commenting, she and but these these people are commenting on Melania Trump. Okay. So they open their mouths. We take a look and see what they look like. Okay, guess what? Your opinion means exactly nothing to us. Go away now. <laughs> what it boils down to is jealousy. She couldn't pick on her physical um, attributes, Melania, because she's so beautiful. So she got to pick on her what she was wearing and try and tear yeah. that down. This is how this is how all of them are. This is how they are. Yep. So. They're cruel, jealous, bitchy people, miserable. Yeah. I have Perfect about example. Miserable. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd enjoy seeing that one. I remember her from from back before. I was like, yeah, okay. And we're gonna listen to what you're saying because there's nothing on TV. No, nah, so we got to think of a different reason. <laughs> People are fucking idiots. It 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 it. it it boggles the mind how people, how someone who looks that fucking ugly, okay, yeah. seriously, that is that butt fucking ugly, could even remotely have the have anything to say about Melania Trump. I mean, put a picture of Melania Trump on on the left and her on the right, and and say to the and say to people, to the American people, who would you pick? As a lovely representative for this country, would you pick Melania Trump or would you pick Lynn Yeager? You know that the overwhelming numbers would say Melania, because if they take one look at Lynn Yeager, they'll be barfing in their garbage pails for an hour. I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that there there'll be a bunch of people sitting there going. Where's my where where's my where's my uh, uh, Harry Carey knife for God's sakes? Crap! <laughs> oh. I mean, for God's sake, that woman is butt ugly. If I had a dog, I'd shave its ass, teach it to walk backwards, and call and and call it and call its ass Lynn Yeager. But she's condemning. As that writer sprinkles. No she's judge. condemning Lynn. Uh, she's condemning Melania. Yeah, fucking nuts. <laughs> the world's Sweet upside down. Melania. Sweet Melania. Ah, oh, shit. It didn't work. <laughs> Unbelievable. But this is what we're. This is what the liberals are reduced to. Uh, basically, being petty and 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 they have nothing else. So, be petty. Be stupid. And you're ugly shaming right now. And I made one comment about nipples, and uh, and I get ripped on. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but that comment was really um, inappropriate. Eh. 
Thank you, Suzette. See, even your even your wife says it was inappropriate. So what does that say for it, huh? Come I on didn't comment on her nipples. That's why. I sort of enjoyed it, I, but then again, I, I have this thing about shoes. I have this fetish about shoes and big toes. I, but I, I liked it. I, I had no problem with it. I, um, if you say it again, I have some Hershey bars here somewhere. I could take that. I liked you're, you're, it. You're, you're, you're an elbow man too, huh? <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, All right. Uh, just to let everybody know, we have a, we have just about a minute and 15 seconds left in the live side on Blog Talk Radio. If you're going to join us, call in now at 347-945-5747. Again, 347-945-5747. You have about one minute left. Do that, dial, that dialing of the digits now because once the time runs out, You'll be SOL. We all know what that means. Ship out of luck. Yep, ship out of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Now, no way says in the chat room, every time a left tells me we need to end hate speech, I tell them, Shut to hell up. Good. I usually say shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, there's multiple ways of saying it. Stick your your so-called hate speech up your ass and shift on it. Oh, in that order. There's another way that sort of ends discussions, but... Yeah, it's, uh, there's, yes, we, we get the message. <laughs> yes. You have to listen carefully. And there it is. <laughs> Gunslinger, where the hell are you, man? You you went MIA on us, man. Yeah, I had to step away for a little bit. I'm back. Gun, how are you? I'm doing good here, man. It ain't snowing. Yeah. Yeah, I if got some new additions, no, new additions to my collection today. I picked up, and I said I did a post on my page. I picked up two new religious books that they were kind of hard to find. One, they were for soldiers. So now that sort of brings almost complete my collection of Bibles and prayer books that soldiers used to carry in World War II. One was for Greek Orthodox soldiers. And one was for Jewish soldiers. And they have the message from President Roosevelt, which was, you know, pretty standard for the soldiers to go in the front of a Bible or a prayer book back then, which would never happen today because the liberals would go fucking berserk if there was a message from the president printed in a Bible addressing the soldiers and 
And but you know, he started doing it before we got into the war. And they continued it. And uh it's it's interesting. So if you guys get a chance, go to my Facebook page and check it out. And uh, I put an explanation in there, which I'm sure will piss off some liberals, but they, I don't think they'll have the balls to take me on and, and say anything about it. I wrapped it up with a sort of a political leaning towards the end of my my uh, explanation there on it. But there's some good pictures. And the Jewish one was hard to find. I, I can't imagine if you were a Jewish soldier in, in combat in, in Europe, having that book on you, knowing that if there was a chance that you were captured and you were found with that book, you know what the Germans would do with you. But I'm sure many Jewish soldiers did anyway. Fuck them. I'm sure many of them, you know, had that attitude, fuck the Germans. This is my religion, this is my beliefs, and I'm keeping this book with me. It doesn't matter what religion, whether they were Episcopal, Protestant, Catholic, whatever, uh, you know, the good book was, it was represented quite a bit to these soldiers. And uh, it's kind of cool. And I put them on a case that shows a German army chaplain's armband and crucifix, which are very rare. And I've had those for years. And that crucifix is probably worth, I don't know, $1,500, $2,000 just for that cross because that's how rare they are. Because Hitler was not exactly a religious guy. He did not like the fact that the army had needed, wanted army chaplains. And uh, there was a big push in 1939 to bring more chaplains into the military uh, because the invasion of Poland was coming up. And mine is engraved to the chaplain and dated 1939 on the back. And that particular crucifix is for a Lutheran chaplain. Um, it's, it's very, very hard to find. And now they started making reproductions of them now over the past five or eight years. But, you know, you see those every now and then pop up, but you can tell the real one from the fake right away. But it was a different America back then. Values and everything meant something. They they have a, a lot of meaning. And like I put in the post, from a veteran, you get a box with trinkets and insignia and patches and souvenirs. But with all the stuff that he kept, all the stuff that he valued, that the soldier felt it should be saved, there'd be a Bible. And that was very common. I ended up finding a Bible and Sometimes they'd be dedicated. I've got a bunch of them here, I mean, not just the five that I show, where a mother would sign it to the son, where the son would go away. And they'd keep it close to their hearts, especially with those covers. And I was outbid on one auction earlier this year where people could buy them in the stores. You'd go to Woolworths or whatever, and you could buy a, a steel uh, cover that would snap onto those Bibles, and you could crimp it on. And it would be on there to protect it and add, to make it more bulletproof because a lot of the soldiers would carry the, the Bible in their front pocket. And at close range, no, it didn't make it bulletproof. But peace of mind, maybe for the mom, thinking maybe a piece of shrapnel would it help protect my son. They do it. They used to do it. And, uh, the, and those things would have messages on them like the one I have. 
you know, um, so it's kind of neat. But I don't know what type of response we'll get from it. We'll see. Well, I'm glad to see you got you got something really really cool to go with your with, with, with in your collection. I mean that's that's that is. I, I took a look at some of the uh, pictures, and uh, that is really something else, man. That that's isn't that, isn't that neat? Yeah, you don't you don't see them, and you see how they're dedicated. It says for the servicemen and women, whatever, like the Jewish mm-hmm. ones, those Jewish soldiers and sailors. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, it really is. You know, when, when you when you when you when you when you sit down and you look at these things, and and you realize, you know, here's a piece of our of our of our history, you know, which which shows how you know these soldiers, you know, they carried with them the very the very tools they needed, and one of those really nice one of those basic tools. Thankfully, was a Bible. Yeah. You know, and and to have a Bible like that on on hand, especially <clears throat> dedicated to the soldiers in in the manner that it, that they are, um, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. You know, for for the you know, for the men and women for, for the for the guys who fought in World War Two. Uh, and their their and their and their religious belief and their and their and their, and their faith, yeah. you know. It truly does speak for their faith, and and you know, my father didn't talk about it much. I remember one day he actually he actually talked to me nice about this, which shocked the hell out of me. He talked about how some of his friends who who went overseas, and when they came back. He's, you know, they they told him how how very you know how 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 very strong their faith in God became, more so in the battlefield than ever before, because they knew that without a strong reliance and 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 faith in God, you know, they didn't know if they would make it back. You know, and and a lot of that, you know, that 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 speaks volumes. Especially for the chaplains at the time, yeah. who who helped them, uh, especially when they started having uh, doubts. Many, and there, I'm sure there were many of them who who had doubts while on the battlefield. But you know that's that's normal. But the cha- and a chaplain's job is to is to try and help them to to get a, to 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 overcome that. That uh, that moment of of indecision when it comes to faith well, and God, to, to their faith in God. Well, you know, I've, I've seen a bunch of interviews on YouTube about soldiers that were actually in combat in a foxhole, and they said that they had they had like two or three atheists in there with them, and they was praying God get me out of here. Yep. So what does, that, what does that tell you? I mean, when you got bullets flying at you, geez. gunslinger. That's so, why that 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 phrase. There are no yeah. atheists in foxholes. In fox I believe that's one good. reason why that came out. Because yes, look, I, I I'm sure that that many a soldier who 
who was in a battlefield, in a foxhole, with bullets flying everywhere, you know, bombs going off all over the place. If 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 so much as one of them was an atheist and they're sitting there, God, please let me go, let me get out of this alive. Well, they're no longer an atheist because they're asking God for help. Same thing with liberals. Whenever the shit hits the fan, all of a sudden all the liberal bullshit goes down the toilet and they and reality comes in. All their liberal beliefs and, and it freaks them out. They drop it, but it takes something devastating for them to fucking wake up and realize, yeah, this doesn't work. It's the same thing with them. When it's people change like that, those idiots they change when reality hits, when the real world is there. Yep. And then there's, I mean, look at you see the Bible up in the top left corner. You see the metal cover, what it has on it. That's that mm-hmm. bullet shield. See it? No. Yeah. But David, I mean, you see, and you read, you see the message from President Roosevelt. Where have you ever seen a president giving a message in the beginning of a Bible? Different values. It was a different America. I like that America. I don't like this, what they created. This is not what I'm used to. I just, I don't understand this, what the fuck this is. That's a hell of a message from a president. Yeah. Now, folks, what what Mike's talking about, and I'm going to, I'm going to read this. This is actually on the inside Front, inside, front, first page, right after you open the book. It says, The White House, Washington, March 6, 1941. To the members of the Army, as Commander-in-Chief, I take pleasure in commanding, in commending the reading of the Bible to all who serve in the armed forces of the United States. Throughout the centuries, men of many faiths and diverse origins have joined in the sacred book words of wisdom, counsel, and inspiration. It is a fountain of strength and now, as always, an aid in attaining the highest aspirations of the human soul. Very sincerely yours, Franklin D. Roosevelt. To see something like that placed in a Bible... From the commander-in-chief of the armed forces speaks volumes. Something like that isn't seen today. And it's sad. I'll tell you what I would love to see happen. And I, I truly I truly hope that that it, you know someone gets this message to the president. I, I would love to see the president of the United States. Donald Trump, who is a man of faith. Do that again. Exactly, Mike. Do that again. I agree with you. It would be an awesome thing to see. Yep, it would. It would. And, you know, I looked all over just as a side note. I mean, I'm not using this for anti-Muslim or anything else. There is no such book. There is no Koran that was printed for soldiers, so many thousands of Muslim soldiers serving in the armed forces of World War II. Nah, no, doesn't exist. Well, wait a minute. But the liberals have said, I don't give a fuck what they say, it didn't exist. 
Why? Well, maybe because the spiritual leader of a lot of the Muslims and Palestinians and everything in, in that section, that sect was working in cahoots with fucking Hitler, which is a true, which is true. The Grand Mufti helped Hitler create fucking SS divisions, Muslim SS divisions, Waffen SS, the Hanshar division, the 13th Waffen SS. They were Muslims working with the Nazis, hoping that when the Nazis won, they would be backed up by the Germans, put back in Palestine, and be able to eradicate the Jews. So they were not our allies back then, contrary to what the liberals try to make it sound. And I want you to invite anybody, even any of the listeners that are here, go to Google and do a search for American Muslim soldiers, Muslim American soldiers in World War II, 1944. And you can see firsthand how the media handles it and how Google handles it. They dance and they bounce from here to there and talk about India and the British and what well, yeah, fuck yeah, there were there were soldiers, Muslims that were fighting on the Allied side in Russian armies, in the British army because of the, the Commonwealth. And that were Sikhs and there were Muslims and there were many different religions that were fighting on the Allied side and everything. But none of America. How would that be? They made it sound like the Muslim troops were they helped build this country so much. Where the fuck were they in World War Two? So I, it doesn't exist. Interesting, though. And I looked at it and said, look at this shit. I can't find one. Not one. I can't find one Koran with a message from President Roosevelt in the front commending Muslim soldiers for helping fight. Helping fight what? Their religious, spiritual fucking leader, the Grand Mufti, is saying that Hitler's the one that's right. <clears throat> yeah. But the liberals I, I do just that. did a he, search. Muslim Americans in World War II in 1944, right? Yeah. Now get this. On September 8th, 2014, the Washington Post put the following the following out there. If I can open it, it'll be I'd be shocked. Ah, fuck that that bullshit advertisement comes up asking me to fucking subscribe. Ah, here we go. Given recent history, it's a story that deserves retelling. This is what they're saying. One year later, in May 1940, the Germans occupied Paris. Khan, her mother, and a younger brother and sister fled like millions of others, catching the last boat from Bordeaux to England, where she immediately joined the British war effort. In 1942, she was recruited by Churchill's elite special operations executive to work in Paris as a wireless operator. Her clandestine efforts supported the French underground as England prepared for the D-Day invasions. Among SOE agents, the wireless operator had the most dangerous job of all because the occupation authorities were skilled at tracking their signals. The average survival time for a resistance telegrapher in Paris was about six weeks. Now, what gets me is, you, go, you look a little further, and it says, 
Khan's service continued from June 1943 until her capture and arrest by the Gestapo in October. Her amazing life and eventual murder in Germany's Dachau prison camp in September 1944 are the focus of a PBS film that this person co-produced that aired at the time. In researching her story, now this is, this is where it gets interesting, I came across quite a number of other Muslims who bravely served the Allied cause. Really? Prove it. And sometimes made the ultimate sacrifice. History is rich with examples of their daring heroism and split-second decisions that helped defeat the Nazis. Well, let's rewind that a little bit, oh revisionist history maker. Where's the numbers? Mike, How come they don't have something like 10,000? What, what, what about the Grand Mufti? who helped Hitler. Oops. Didn't want to mention that, did you? And where are the numbers? How come they don't have any numbers? None of them had any numbers that uh, between the dates of this and this, there were this many uh, selective service. There were a total of, uh, I don't care, 50,000. Out of all of the soldiers, how many millions were involved in World War II. How many were on the American side fighting in the American army? Where are the numbers? There couldn't have been that many. I'm sure there were some, but not what they, because what they do is they dodge it by telling you, well, there was this person right here was a hero because this, I'm not talking about that person in France. How many were in the American army? How many Muslim chaplains were serving in the U.S. army in World War II? Oh, well, yeah, but in England they had, I'm not talking about England, let's stay with America, the U.S. Army, how many, look at all, when you did a Google search, George, look at all those fucking articles that are out there. None of them have anything on numbers of American, American Muslims serving. Where are they? I was amazed at that. But the, the history books and everything, they try to gloss over that by giving you all those other articles. You didn't ask about that information when you did the Google search. They fucking gave it to you anyway, didn't they? Because they don't want you thinking about that or asking about it. They want you looking at what they want. It's kind of weird. Thank you. We appreciate it. But I didn't ask for that. This is what I'm asking for. Oh, that's nice. But we're going to tell you about this. I don't want to know about that. I'm asking about this. Well, you don't have to know about that. Listen, look at what we're telling you. And this is how it works today. It's fucking bizarre, isn't it? Because I went out of my way. I said, you know what? I'm going to find a, a Koran to represent the World War II. So I had nothing wrong with it. Look, I'll find a, a military Koran from our, not out there. Doesn't fucking exist. Then I went, why doesn't it exist? Google doesn't want to tell me why it doesn't exist. I know why it doesn't exist. Because there weren't that many. Okay. Stranger. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, wow. 
very strange, to say the least. Yeah. More, more to the point, mind-boggling. I mean, think about it. It's absolutely mind-boggling. But you know, this is what what a, this is what revisionist history writers love to do. They love to change everything to make it sound so nice and sweet and innocent and loving and compassionate and dot 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 dot. What the fuck are you doing? Yep. But you know what? It doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Look at what the Democrats are doing today. They're trying to rewrite the way impeachment works. They're trying to rewrite everything to suit their agenda. So... Why would this surprise me? It wouldn't. It doesn't. It's, it's funny. We're digging for stupidity. We're digging for specific things, and they and it comes up and, and it exposes what they're doing, and we catch it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's like you say about about following the money trail. Yeah. On, on certain things. A, 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 a few nights back, remember what happened? I think it was last week on this on this broadcast, Mike. You really hit hit the head on the nail when you started going the money trail. And you're better at it than I am. I'll tell you that right now. You are better at it than I am. So I'm grateful that you know that you part, that you really come here with, with, with a lot to offer the t- offer on the on this broadcast. Because oh, at the end of the day, it was your it was your due diligence and ability to track that money trail the way you do, and you know how to do it. That really no, opened it's up something special. No, Mike. I, I, listen, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't pay compliments. You know, I, I don't pay a compliment uh, every. You know, to just pay a compliment. That's not the way. I, that's right. not me. When I say you you really are, you're really better at it than I am, I'm being honest. You are better at this than I am. I yeah, don't have something that, like this. That, that that ability to 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 rock and roll with it the way you do. So it's, when it comes right down to it, you know what to, yeah. you know how to do it faster than I'll ever do. And, and you and have shit the like this. I don't. And shit like this, it's easy to expose the shit like this there. Their plans, what they do, it's it's fucked up. But and it's something simple like this: a religious book from World War II, the Bible. And what does it expose? It gives, and we can what all of a sudden look at today and go, "Holy shit! Look what they're doing." Yeah, on something as simple as that. That is so weird. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, a good a good friend of mine in in uh, recovery. Who dropped me off here? Who dropped me off one night? And he—he's—he is a conservative. And he turned around and he said to me, "You know, when when you look at what the left has done to this country, when you look at, at what they they still continue to try and do on a daily basis, 
you know, it's no surprise to anyone, I'm sure, that when it comes to revising history, they they think they've got it they got it made and nobody'll notice. And and this and this man is a veteran too. Yeah. So what what it, what it tells me is there are people out there who are not buying the liberal bullshit. They're actually oh. sitting there saying, what the fuck are you, stupid? That's not what happened. This is what happened. And he he made a good point. Remember when... Um, what was it, Karzai? Put those twelve, put those rules of engagement in our soldiers' faces over in Afghanistan. Yep. Obama just accepted it gladly. Wait a minute. Back the bus up, Gus. The Democrats are trying to say that it was Obama's idea. What? No, that came from Karzai. To tie our, our military's hands. You want to talk about election interference? How about interfering in the in the way our military operates in a foreign theater? Yeah. Since when does a foreign government have the right to tell our military how they can operate? I'm sorry. I, I just don't see the I don't see the the, the the I don't see how that can be even remotely possible. I'm still but, very, very, very surprised that Karzai is still alive. Um, I don't know where he's living. I don't know if he's in Switzerland or if he's still in Afghanistan, but I, I don't know how he's made it. I I thought he would have, that the Taliban or somebody would have visited him late at night and put him out of his misery. But, okay. Maybe he uh, had connections with the Taliban that we don't know about. And that's how they left him alone. I don't know. Who knows? I've said it before on the I've said it before on this broadcast, I'm pretty sure, and I'll repeat it. Do not trust the Taliban. No. They are they are terrorist thugs. Period. And they like to dress up like women too. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the full burka deal. Yeah. With guns and a and a vest. Yeah. Exactly. And look, I I don't care what anybody says. When Obama agreed to those rules of engagement, that was the single biggest blunder he ever pulled. Jeopardized American lives. Yeah. Exactly. It did. Well, I agree with you, Mike. It did jeopardize American lives. But did Obamacare? Nope. We're talking about a man who reduced our military strength. 
literally reduced our military strength to damn near World War II levels, and that was insane. I was so happy to see President Trump bring it, work to bring it back up again. I was so happy to see that. The irony in this is that his efforts are continually being attacked by the left. They attacked him on on on, on, on raising the military strength level, which I thought was stupid. You want us to have less defense? Are you that naive? And again, I have to remember, we're talking about the Democrats. Liberal dumbasses that don't know any better. Now, Wednesday morning, the House Judiciary starts its circus. And believe me when I tell you, it is it is just that, a circus. The impeachment inquiry into President Donald J. Trump Constitutional grounds for presidential impeachment. That's what they're calling this. Talk about oh, and 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 here's the list of witnesses that are that that the that the that Jerry Nadler put out. This ought to be a laugh. Starting at ten AM. Eastern Time, Wednesday morning, the impeachment inquiry into, into President Trump, grounds for constitutional grounds for presidential impeachment. This hearing is, desi- is designated pursuant to eight to House Resolution 660. Get a load of the people that are going to be witnesses. Noah Feldman. Felix Frankfurter, professor of law and director of Julius Rabinowitz Program on Jewish and Israeli Law, Harvard Law School. Pamela S. Carlin, Kenneth and Harley Montgomery, professor of public interest law and co-director, Supreme Court Litigation Clinic, Stanford Law School. Michael Gerhardt, Burton Craig, Distinguished Professor of Jurisprudence, the University of North Carolina School of Law. Jonathan Turley, J.B. and Maurice C. Shapiro, Professor of Public, law, public Interest Law, the George Washington University Law School. 
Um, really? They need all. They need these these these, these uh, four people to what? Justify your ridiculous agenda? Firefox News Online will carry this circus live. Start our, our coverage will begin at approximately 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time on the video platforms that Firefox News Online uses. So get ready for the circus. It's coming to town. What do you think of that list of witnesses, Mike? George, honestly, I didn't even pay attention. I'm, I'm paying a bill on online because it was, it was regarding the hearings, and I just I'm burned out on it. I, no offense to you or anything. I'm just like I, okay, it's I'm burned out on it. Fuck them. Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna burn. They're, they're gonna get tired and they'll go away. Suzette and Rob, what about you? Will we be joining you tomorrow? Yeah. Um, I know with the regular broadcast, but uh, I don't normally have people on with me when I when I do these uh, hearings. Right. So we'll be watching with you, listening. I will. Yeah, I I I encourage people to to watch this circus because if nothing else, it'll be good for a laugh. Call my boss and I'll I'll come. You call my boss, I'll I'll come. I'll listen to you. <laughs> yes, Rob needs a day off tomorrow because it's very very important. No, I'll fill you in. Besides, we can always watch it later too. But um, yeah, no, yeah, I like to we'll, watch them too because archive on Periscope. I like to know what's going on and what's being said, so this way if something subject comes up with uh, somebody who did watch it and I need to set them straight, you know, then I can do so. <laughs> I like to stay informed. Oh, just lately, that's all. But I don't tweet a whole lot. I just tweet when necessary. <laughs> not, Twitter's just really become um, really empty now. There's not a whole lot of people on there that were Reading too. Well, I mean, Boyd, curious, curious to hear your your thoughts on these uh, so-called witnesses. Just justification. That's all. They're going to try and justify everything that. That they're doing. I have a question. And these George. are liberal. These are these are liberal college professors, so you know what they're going to say. Well, of course. Uh, what's what, what what what's your question, Suzette? Um, well, since you know your A panel's phone numbers, um, like in between, sometimes they'll call a break to take a vote or something like that. Can your A 
a panel callers um, call in during that time and give comments and then hang up again when they start up? Um, well, I'm only doing this on the uh, video platforms. I'm not doing it on the uh, internet radio platforms. Oh, okay. uh, if you have your, if you have if your Skype is up and running, I can bring you on via Skype. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. What's it take okay. to be an eighteen panelist? What was that, Rob? I'm still on the D panelist. <laughs> Rob's still on the D panelist, and he wants to know what it takes to be an A panelist, so he can be an A panelist. <laughs> He'll work on it. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, you need to work on that, Rob. <laughs> Sorry to say, you need to work on that. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> no, I'm All right, that's funny. Okay. We'll do a professional job of commenting, no silliness, so this way your listeners, people who tune in to your channel that may have not ever tuned in before, um, can hear a serious commentary while you know about what's going on. Just give them a different perspective. Okay. There you go. Also, uh, the links for the video platforms will be posted on Facebook.com/slash Firefox News Online Journalist. Again, that's Facebook.com/slash Firefox News Online Journalist. So be sure to check there uh, for the links uh, for the video pla- platforms that will be broadcast on. If you miss it or if you want to look at it at a later time uh, in case you're working or what have you, uh, the archive will be available on the Periscope channel. Uh, It's uh, periscope.tv slash FFNO. So you'll be able to uh, look at the archive there. And also you can see archives of this broadcast uh, on there as well. So... There's always that because I simulcast the the broadcast on the video platforms at the same time I'm doing the internet radio broadcast. So you have you have an option for not only hearing all of that's, that's been said tonight, in case you missed anything, and also getting to see what this host looks like. I'm not trying to scare anybody. No, don't don't think that. We're not trying to scare you. I don't want to do that. But you know, I'm I'm not sitting here saying that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm a, I'm a, 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 a an ugly person. But you know, a, there are times when people say, "God, that face is so scary." And that's usually the liberals that say that. By the way. <laughs> Leave it now, no way <laughs> now, no way said in the chat room, I know you don't believe in Q, but the takedown of, of this whole corrupt temple will be biblical. I do see it being, the, being this way. The key meaning is clear. Guilty until we get our way. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. As far as the as far as the liberals are concerned, Trump is guilty until proven innocent, which in their and mind is no chance in hell of that happening. Mhm. 
As far as they're concerned, he's guilty. They've already passed sentence on him. Yep. So all of this circus is just that, a circus. It's a, it's a dog and pony show. But I would be remiss in my uh, journalistic uh, duties if I did not show this circus. So I am going to broadcast it. And uh, all I can say is, America, view it and make up your own mind. Listen to the comments that will that during during the breaks that will that will that will be uh that will be that will you will be hearing uh from myself and of course uh uh from Suzette who, who if, if, should uh should she uh, join us and I hope she will and I believe she said she will. And um uh, of course, anyone else on my uh, usual panel of uh, callers uh, that happen to be on Skype at the time, uh, certainly we, you know, we will uh, talk about what a lot of what we've seen and heard from these so-called witnesses. So, uh, be sure to tune in again. The uh, initial broadcast will start roughly a, be, approximately 9.30 a.m. At the latest it will start will be uh, 9.45. That's at the latest. All right? Eastern Standard Time, right? Eastern Standard Time, which means okay. uh, if, if we go back three hours uh, for the Pacific Time Zone, that would be 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, their 9.30 with the R6, we're, we're, we're behind them. But I thought you started a new time system. No. Okay. We're up. Huh? We're usually up at that hour. Actually, before that. <laughs> ah. Well, I like that. Well, <laughs> before No Way disappears in the chat room, uh, I want to thank No Way for uh, joining us in the chat room tonight. Always a pleasure to have you here, and always know that you're you're more than welcome to call in any uh, any t- any time you you feel the uh, uh, you you feel you would like to join us on the air. Uh, it was nice having you on the air uh, recently, and we do appreciate you coming on and joining us, uh, as I do appreciate all my callers who call in and join us. Uh, but no way said in the chat room. Okay, gang, it has been a long few days. Of a three-day storm, this old soul needs some Z's. So, no way. Good night, and again, thank you so much for uh, for being here with us tonight. And uh, I hope that you'll join yes. us on the air uh, more often. And joining us in the chat room, unfortunately, it's a little late for him to join us on on the air. Is Ron Rick? the host of Crazy Nation Radio on Mixler.com. Hey, Ron. What's up, dude? Hi, Ron. uh, Ron. Ron's reply? Yes, you, Ron. (laughs) He goes, me? LOL. Hello. 
<laughs> and those bells remind me of clang, clang, clang with the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever I hear uh, Mike's uh, clock in the background chime, it's like, especially like right now, you know, it's, it's a reminder that we're getting close to the end of the broadcast. <laughs> kind of interesting that that came in the way it did. And Ron says, I am up. Wow. That's your little time marker of those bills. So did everything go all right, Ron Rex? And you had to leave us so quickly yesterday, so abruptly? Yeah, what what um, what was the, you you had to leave abruptly? Uh, I guess it was it was a call that you got for the fire department. So what happened? Bring us up to speed, bud. Oh, it was a car wreck. Ouch. Oh boy. Everybody all right? Yeah, right. I hope everybody was uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly hope everyone was all right that was in, that was in the car wreck. Um, you know, anytime I, as a as a as a fireman, anytime I hear about you know a car accident like that, you know, you, you always hope for the best that that the people are you know the people involved are okay. And uh, but sadly, you know, there are times when you get the um, get the word that you know that someone died in a car accident and you know it just it, it just makes it you know kind of yeah. kind of kind of rough you know mm-hmm. uh, he says they were good fell asleep at the wheel ouch okay. yeah that's a way never to wake up <laughs> yeah but you know something I, I've had friends of mine who who've gone off the road you know, not wrecking their car or anything, but have gone off the road uh, falling asleep behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine here in my in my area, where I'm at, up here where I live, uh, during one of the during one of the really deep snows that we got hit with a couple of years ago, he was driving down the road. He, you know, he was doing good and everything, and then he just dozed off, and he ended up sliding off the road. And his passenger side slid right into a, a deep snowbank. Oh no damage to the vehicle. He wasn't injured. But what, you know what woke him up? What's it that? wasn't sliding off the road into the snowbank that woke him up. A mere two seconds after after sliding off the road, his phone rings. And he said he's got a very loud ringer on his cell phone, and he goes, "I, I, I can't understand how I, you know, I dozed off, slid off the road, and it was not the sliding off the road that woke me up, but my cell phone." Oh wow! That doesn't make sense. And I said, "Well, hey." Just be thankful you're you're still in one piece, and so is your vehicle. You know, yeah, well, I don't give a fuck about that piece of shit. As long as I'm still alive, that's all that matters to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's that's true, but at least you still have your vehicle to drive. Yeah, nobody else was hurt besides himself too. I did that. Yeah. I was well, probably he, working he, up north on the road. He, he, he there, thankfully there was nobody else really on the road, and it yeah. was still daylight. The area that he was driving, so yeah. he managed to. He gets out of the vehicle after getting off the cell phone. He couldn't drive the vehicle out from where it was because, you know, he, he couldn't gain traction. So he uh-huh. had to call up his uh, his mechanic to come out with a tow truck just to get him back onto the road. Wow. And the mechanic, you know, looked over the vehicle. He looked underneath and everything else. He said, you are one f- lucky fuck. <laughs> Unlucky fuck. I agree. George, I was, he was driving up north, visiting Rob. He was working up up there. He had a contract with the company he was with, and I'd been working night shifts, so I was exhausted. But I told him I would come up for the weekend. It was during the day. I'm driving up north from Southern California, and so tired to the point to where I started nodding off. I ended up waking up after nodding off, almost hitting my head on the steering wheel. You know, I fall forward. Um, going off an off-ramp. I was on an off-ramp, and I woke up. I was like, holy shit, and then luckily it was a stop sign, and I was able to, you know, as far as wake up and hit the brakes, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I pull, I, I turned into the, the next bus stop that was, like, right around the corner, and I called him. I said, I am so tired. I don't even know what happened. I ended up on an off-ramp, and I said, and then I woke up just in time to stop, I gotta close my eyes for a few minutes here before I before I go on. He's like, "That's fine, that's fine." So I just, you know, put my chair back in my car and and slept for a little while. But that is the scariest thing ever, ever. I could have hit somebody. I could have killed myself. You know, how I ended up on the off ramp? I guess I must have been in the slow lane and just veered off. Yep, it was that was awful. <laughs> I've never been so tired and so scared all at the same time. <laughs> You're lucky. That's really lucky. Yes. Tell me about it. Thank you, my lucky stars. I know better now. (laughs) If I'm tired, I just won't go. (laughs) That was just too scary. Well, I'm kidding. I'm going to close up shop here in a second, uh, but I want to just share this real quick. Years ago, when I was still living in Peekskill, and I had a Dodge Aspen wagon that I was driving, um, I was leaving work. This this is when, you know, this was not the day that the muffler came off of the uh, the pipe, but the next following day, it was slippery and everything else, and even after the roads were plowed and so forth and salted and sanded, it was still, there was like areas of black ice and so on. And I'm going, I'm creeping down the road real slow because, you know, uh, Mike, you know, Furnace Dock Road where it comes out to that freeway intersection uh, where you take the road leading to 202. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was coming up to that freeway intersection and I not only slid through the intersection, kept sliding, and I ended up sliding right into the middle of the three of that intersection. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Uh, 
Needless to say, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, maybe I better get, 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 keep moving. So I go to take off nice and easy, and my tires are not getting the traction, so I'm stuck there. Well, a snowplow coming the other way <coughs> told, me, told me fighting to get going. <clears throat> the truck stops. The guy jumps out of the truck, gets behind my my car, and he says, okay, just give it a little gas. So I, 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 I give it a little bit of gas, and he's pushing along, and I, get, and I take off. And I, I opened up the window fast, and I said, thank you. And I never saw that guy again, but, you know, it was I was grateful. But I was stuck there on that fucking road. Good God. It was only like wow. not even five minutes. Well, it's nice you got to Somebody up there likes me. Yeah, no kidding. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Ron, I hope you'll join join in tomorrow night uh, when, when, uh, for the Wednesday night edition when we queue up at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific time on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcast Network. Uh, my thanks to Mike and Boyd and Gunslinger and Suzette and Rob and of course, uh, of course no way uh, who, no who way left, left and, uh, and uh, on wreck, of course, wreck, and all of you watching and listening by archives. So, as always, I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. That's all I ask. It's real sim- It's a real simple request. I know the liberals would name it after me just to just to fuck with me, but please don't do it. That's all I ask. And on that note, y'all have a good one. We'll catch you next time. All right, all right see you all later. Night. Now let's see if I can get this puppy to play here. Come on, open up. That's it. Uh, whoop! Got to tap that one. Uh, got it. This one? And we're out of here, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to send our way, you can send them to WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. Firefox News Online airs Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on multiple broadcast platforms. Go to facebook.com slash ffnop. That's facebook.com slash ffnop. Or you can go to facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist. That's facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist where you will find the links 
to all the live broadcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible.